never made the league Sweet, beat, spicy Man's not hot, could it be me? My D.I.C. Man's so cold, you feel that brace? Uh, free, my D, is man's back on? <laughs> I hope so This episode is created with the intent to ruffle some feathers. Right, so Cancel us if you would case, like. Is everybody ready? We don't get yes, her. All right, this would usually be the time when the music plays, and I'm gonna go. <gasps> yeah! I'm not doing it. <laughs> not even on the season finale. Wow. Wow. The finale. Wow, not even for me. Wow. That's oh, crazy. gosh. Okay. Wow. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Ether Podcast, and you are tuning in to the season three finale. Yes, three finale. Thank God. And I, wow. Yo, what is up with the energy it's today? Old. It's <laughs> over. For, for now. <laughs> for now. Um, but I go by the name Troll Toll Trav, a.k.a. Wesley Pipes, if he never made the league, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Full Major, a.k.a. Lion Pumper. And a.k.a. Trailblazing Trav, because I'm about to speak Dame Time to Philly in existence. And to my left. Oh, that was it? I thought there was more of a setup. Y'all know who it is. It is the shooting guard of the Ether backcourt. I am the PG. I mean, the place to be. Rogue One <laughs> checking in. Since this is the finale, I'm going to give him the classic intro. Get him. It is Mr. Porter, Maddie Guys, Matt Stein, the great match with young M.A. Wait for it. One take Jake LeBear, James, the captain of the cool kids. You know thy names. And on this podcast, always and forever, affectionately known as the crown prince of the trying to get, get us canceled. canceled. And <laughs> for the finale, freely known as season Freely known as oh. the prettiest face in the audio space. Chris Brownskin, Mr. Guns Blazing, Jim Poppy. I only play away games because the female race is sloppy. Damn. Oh, wow. Damn. Wow. This that Newport, y'all. I tried to tell y'all it wasn't looking very good for Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ain't trying to say all that, man, then I'm just met, man. Da, 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 da. Boom. Bow. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to pass it to my across from me, the one, the only, the chosen one and only. Oh. Take it away, sir. Everyone King Tar. Your, everyone back your head and close your eyes. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we're getting here today to get to this thing called pie. Well, well, well. Electric word pie, it means that we have all the tea, but I'm here to tell you there's something <laughs> else. Was that you? You sipping tea? Yeah, you was was tea. Whoa! Yeah, Don't slurp tea yeah. like that. Yeah, it better be cold. That must be room temperature, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I burned it from my mouth. Them ether boys. Mm. Ether boys. I go by the name of Eris the Angel, Eris Targaryen. First of his name, Dark Skin Drake. She used to call me on my boost mobile, Mister O O O O Aris. All up in her parts. Ow! Eris Bueller. Kamala Harris, Bro Biden, Girth Brooks, because I just want some help. <laughs> Harrison Ford, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Eris McKnight, 
Where they um, going? Taking it back to one. Mm. <laughs> Mr. I be forgetting my names and I don't be putting them in order like the rest of the people. You did a great podcast. job. You did a great job yeah, today. Did. Did real yeah, good. That was actually pretty good. Real good. Real and good. also, Mr. I be forgetting my names. Oh, okay. Remember <laughs> but you'll remember them and later. Last, <laughs> but certainly not. Oh, wait. Uh, See, there it is. Mr. G-O-H. <laughs> what that mean? Get him out of here. Get him is one word. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, now it's last. It's last this, this time. Uh, last but not least, they are working me like a dog. I'm going to pass it off to... <laughs> I'm going to pass it off to <laughs> my brethren, the dark one himself. Take it away, midnight. <laughs> midnight to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> From midnight to midnight. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen. Hey. One time for one time. Mm, one time for the Coke line. One time for the thrice. Thrice. It's Demi's three. Inhale for your trunks. <sighs> Make it a chest. Exhale for your tusks. Again. Make it a chest. Do it again, I said. One more time. Is your co host doing the most savage to my mentor? Savage to my mentor. Hey, I'm going to go. Young Logan, I'm going to go. Hey, Chico, Swaby. King, baby. Stay with me, so I'm going to get It's Swaby, baby. Oh, aka Pinot Nicot. I love that one. <laughs> Dark bone aromatic. A. Oh. AKA, you know, season three. Tres leche, chocolate. It's three chocolate milks, y'all. Or three more chocolates, however you want to taste it. Hey, yo. <laughs> AKA the succulent savant. Whoa. Mm. You know, I'm bring it back since last episode. You know, you reminded me. You reminded yeah. Me, King. Thank you. Your rotisseries. Hey. Motherfucking favorite. Me. Favorite dark meat. Favorite dark meat. Mm. I love mm. that meat fall right off the bone. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you forget one. You forget one. You strong and dark. Oh, shit. Oh, you shit. said that already. No, I didn't. Blackie. Oh, Blackie. Oh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking bold and air. What, no, no. We, got, we, we got a great, great show for y'all tonight. Super excited. Very Thank excited. You. Bringing back a very special and dear guest of ours. Haven't seen her since season one. The artist formerly Crazy. known as, <laughs> formerly known as Helen Nasty. Helen Nasty. Newly known as. Is she still nasty? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's, why, that's why you got a dater. It's dating Helen. You know, you, you got to figure it out. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? There you go. And now, mom to be. Whoa. Let's give it up. Let's give it up to mom, mom to, to be. Helen, a reoccurring guest. Talk to the people for us. I am so happy to be here. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm feeling a little rusty off the bat because I have not even gotten the opportunity to discuss any of these things that we're about to break out for these people in probably over a year. But let me tell you that I'm just, I'm so excited. Yeah. Well, and obviously I'm about to be a mom. So I think that I've got a new perspective on some things as far as topics and love and everything. So I'm really excited to be with you guys. And it's, just, it's crazy where you're at now from the last time that we 
all got together and we're <laughs> we're on a podcast. So it is. It is really crazy. It is really crazy. I think I was dating my boyfriend at that time okay. uh, too, because we've been together now for a little over a year. But like, I was in a, a different mindset. I think things were less. Yeah. Don't say. <laughs> don't say. <laughs> well, if there's any uh, new listeners or people that maybe missed season one, I don't know how you start with season three, but missed season one. <laughs> but <laughs> skipped all it too. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ha- if you haven't, please check out our episode with Miss Helen. And you know what? I might actually do that. I might listen to that episode. It's a great episode. And then I'm going to listen to this one when it drops just to, you know, see the progression and the differences. Between so what you're saying is now. you want them to yeah. stop right now. Go listen to go, go listen, listen to the last I one. I think that was uh-huh. the finale of season one, right? And yeah. then come back to this one. Yes. I don't th- uh, I think it was supposed yeah, to be the season finale, but it was like the second to last or something oh like my. that. Yeah, it was close to it. Yeah. 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 I remember the, 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 uh, the uh, Veroni oh, the with the macaroni. Oh, yeah. 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 So this is like the third to the last. Right. Mm-hmm. Just go find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. Hit pause. Go back to Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts. Go to season one. And listen to this episode. That sounds so official. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, What's, What's the call? What's the call? It does, though? but you guys are official now. You're on hey. ending season three. Like crazy, yeah, right? Man. Oh, the episode is called Let the Healing Begin. Let the healing. Yes, that's begin. what it is. Yep. So yep. great episode. Everybody, great episode. Now that you've heard that, we are gonna get into what we are talking about on the once again season finale. Season three finale of the Ether Podcast. Mm. (laughs) Now, we recently started uh, the Monday after pill. And I feel like the last, you know, I mean, the the first few episodes have been very focused around, you know, relationships and, you know, men, women, where we feel, what stage we are in life. And why not? Why don't we wrap up the season with that realm with that topic loving I love it that. and loving this idea it. was actually from the other half of the backcourt duo mr porter yes 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 originally stays uh titled as the four stages of love four stages of love now mr porter yes sir what was the inspiration the thoughts behind this topic and what would you like for the listeners to gain out of this episode so, seeing how as there's four of us, you know, we uh we talk all the time just, you know, about our personal lives or lack thereof, depending on where we're at at the moment in time. And uh, we could bleep this part out if you will like it. After a uh, young master Cognito found himself in a loving relationship, I was like, hey, we kind of cover the gambit <laughs> when it comes to uh just dating in general so i was just like hey i think it'd be really dope if we had some type of like open discussion conversation where we each kind of take a corner a pillar of love if you will and represent that and just kind of speak to our experiences and you know we can like pick each other's brains as to why we're in this spot or how we can get out of it or even if we want to get out of it so to set the table uh we have determined that there are four active stages of love and obviously this is just generalizations there are probably way more yeah. stages of Up love for interpretation for. exactly so but for the sake of there being four of us today uh we are dividing the category of love into four categories which would be actively in love which we would divulge to sir travis mm-hmm. 
Number two, optimistically in love, which would go to the succulent savant himself, <laughs> El Negro, yeah, you know, Mr. Hood. I got, I got hope. I got hope for the host. We are going into, I know this isn't a word, but it just sounds good. Damagedly in love, <laughs> which would go to the off mic one himself. And bring it home, king of the mixies, brokenly in love. Fuck no. <laughs> so yeah, so we're 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 making those our four pillars and our lovely host dating Helen. I meant to ask you, is that a play off the movie Raising Helen? No, I don't believe I've even heard of that. Well, Kate Hudson is not the best movie in the world. That's so why I wanted to know. Oh yeah, Kate Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wanted to know. That's definitely not one of my my. Uh, <laughs> so we hate Kate Hudson. <laughs> I mean, hate her. She's nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wait, was she the one in you, you, me, and Dupree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we I mean, her. she's hot. Yeah, yeah, she got a nice little bonky. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, yeah, but we brought our lovely guest, Helen, on again to moderate that. Because uh, when I came up with this idea, we were trying to figure out, we said that we definitely wanted feminine energy to moderate this. And just instead of having four guys talking about love. And like I was saying, you know, Helen said herself, she was in a different stage uh, when we had her on the first time and her being a mom to be. We said, who better to walk us through this journey right. of love and affection <laughs> than a mother to be? And you know, all that motherly energy. Exactly. And uh, I think that, you know, given that a lot of people had really enjoyed that episode, we think that, you know, why don't we give the reins to somebody else to moderate this episode and pick our brains as we conclude this season? So, exactly. Helen, I think um, <laughs> unless unless Mr. Aris, Mr. Mr. Hood, unless y'all got any additional thoughts that you want to add before, you know, we give the floor to her and, and get no, this thing. To us. Oh, Oh, you heard him. Oh, wow. You heard you heard him. You heard him. All right. Yeah, this is going to be really interesting. Okay. I'm just going to be quiet. All right. (laughs) Helen, you are now officially the moderator as I step back. Oh, shit. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And here we go. (laughs) All right. So I don't know if y'all have have all of y'all like read all these questions. I have, I have no idea what the questions are. I pur- uh, good. I purposely but, uh, didn't shit. check the questions. Okay, good. And honestly, I enjoyed them so much that I was like, I I have I have some ideas, but hey, I like really it. good. Like and it. I would have to say that you guys made a great choice by having a feminine energy on this because I think I mean obviously both perspectives are important, but. I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious mostly to be part of that conversation with you all to hear where you guys are because, I mean, I've known Steven or Steve, you know, for a week. <laughs> Stevie, you know, Stevie H, Stevie H. I just want I just want to say something before we start. The fact that you guys are nervous is making me nervous. <laughs> no, I just, I just it's like it's, it's oh, excited I'm, energy. Yeah. It's excited yeah. energy. Like I don't and know I what's the question. I still remain hopeful. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm I feel like I'm a. So good to see question. Like, where were you on this date at this time? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like being investigative. Who broke head. your heart? Right. Oh, oh, okay. How much sound do you have, girl? Are we going with this? I feel like we might be. Chris Hansen comes out with the transcript. I have the transcript. You've been <laughs> caught, buddy. On this day, oh, I like you, hilarious. and I want. All right. All right. So, as you stated, uh, we're talking about the four stages 
Um, and what I got out of the four stages is, I guess, a more easier breakdown would be that there's a stage of self-reflection. There's a stage of optimism and looking forward to dating, but maybe you're still a little bit hesitant. And then there's the broken, but you're still hopeful. So you're broken, like you're still sad, but you're not like giving up, you know, but you're doing a lot of self-reflection. And then of course there's the damaged and the closed off dating, which is like more of the jaded type person that says, everybody's just out to get me. Everybody's gonna, you know, love isn't real. So I think to start off, I would like to start with the question. Do you believe the phrase that someone is out there for everyone? So we start. <laughs> I'll start off. Oh, yeah, so, you, you go first. Right? Should, should we do that like in order? No, that's no, no. We, oh, the stages. Yeah, uh, no, it does. I think just whoever, just yeah, whatever's whatever in you, your heart. I yeah. don't, you know, I don't know if there's necessarily like a way to go about it in order of the stages. I think it's just right. whoever whoever speaks. Okay. And I'll, what they say, I think we're gonna be able to tell what stage you're in. So I will say that I do feel like I think just in general that people shouldn't live by like phrases per se or like mantras that they hear over like repeated over time. Because I do think when you do live by that or or instill that in your brain, sometimes it kind of gets you out of the way for you in your search, because I feel like there's there was times in the past where I felt like I was done wrong and there were situations where that were just out of my control, but I would always keep telling myself, what's her address, <laughs> but you I always keep hurt telling my myself trail. that like, you know, ah, oh, there's someone out there for me or whatever. But like, I think when I had that mindset, I, I almost as if I unintentionally had a checklist of what I was looking for and it kind of then skewed my, just my, quote unquote search or just or you know just you know meeting people because the second something pops up that I'm like oh I don't like that it kind of then fucks up fucks with your brain and so when I kind of just like just let go of just certain phrases or mantras that's where I felt like things came a lot more natural and easier and for me that's when just like you know my relationships happened to pop up where I met my girlfriend legit a week before things shut down and it was like it wasn't a time I really expected to connect with anyone on that level or like even have the energy to connect with someone on that level because I was actually not too long coming off of my last relationship where I was just like yeah that and which was actually like a mental mind mind fuck for me so it's I, I think sometimes if you hold on to something that you've heard someone say that they say work for them it kind of it could have a potentially negative effect on how you view the world. So that's for me when it comes to there's someone out there for everyone. I think it could ring true, but also like I wouldn't like hold on to that as like a crutch when something goes wrong for you with somebody that you've had past relations with. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna keep it. I'm just no. Confucius, <laughs> Confucius says, <laughs> um, I agree with you know, not really following every mantra you hear, but um, I feel like there's multiple people out there for everybody. I feel like you know, the whole concept of finding one soulmate, yeah, that's cool if you find it, but I think everyone has multiple soulmates, multiple matches that Freak could potentially work. 
whether that means you know you're in a poly relationship or you just date multiple <clears throat> people and then find the one that really connects with you the, the most. Um, but yeah, I agree that you shouldn't really base your life off of mantras. But I think they do help in terms of like keeping you, um, I don't want to say humble, no, kind of like optimistic. So is that the mantra that you guys are talking about is like talking yourself down from relationships essentially when you're coming out of one? Like what kind of, I'm just, what kind of mantra are you talking about? Like, oh, I'll find somebody or what? So I think Trey was referencing like those social media posts, like those those quotes that people put on their stories when he says mantra. So not really like going by the, oh, tomorrow's tomorrow is today. Like those, like them type of things. Those post, those <laughs> postcard, those postcard love messages. Uh-huh. And just not making it so cheesy is a bad word, but kind of like those, you know, general you know, you can't see the storm through the sun type of, type of shit. Type of drunk, type of drunk uncle. I mean, if I look at the sun, I don't think I can see anything. Look, that's, that's, that's why Travis said don't listen to that. You can't see rain if it's on your face. He said when the dog is tired, now you got a tired dog. Yeah, you know. It's always wet when it's fruit. <laughs> but is that your answer? Is that is that your answer? Okay. Did you wanna? Um. He, he says. He... Um. Yeah. I guess. I mean. I don't know. I'm to be determined. I don't know. I used to think that. I used to think that there was somebody out there for everybody, like a perfect match. It doesn't have to be perfect. And it don't. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing in this world is perfect. But uh, I Except mean, Rihanna. I mean, it, it could be close to. You got a point. Because everybody, everybody, well, anybody, anybody I know, I don't know about anybody here. Most of the people I know, they strive for that. Like it used to be Will and Jada, but no, now it's like no, uh, now it's like a Barack, Michelle, Jay-Z, Jada, Pac. Beyonce, Jada and Pac. Yeah, Jada and Pac relationship. That's the love I want. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because people try to strive for that relationship, right? So mm, it's, that, we, it's, that we only see the good side of yeah. <laughs> so it's so so I kind of feel like I, I don't I, I I'm trying to get from out of that spell. You know, I'm trying to get from out of that, you know, trying to strive to be Jay-Z and Beyonce and just be Jordan, you know? It doesn't help when we have all this shit thrown on our face social media. Yeah, it, it that don't help. But I know I didn't really answer the question, but that's me answering the question. I like so. it, I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah. Uh I would say that law of averages would indicate that mathematically speaking, there is people on this earth who have similar <laughs> interests as myself. <laughs> so I wouldn't necessarily like, I can't, I'm kind of rolling with what Hood was saying that I don't think there's one person out there for everybody, but if we're looking for like compatibility and balance, there ain't but so many favorite colors right. in the world definitely going to find somebody else who likes purple and spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) and sports and LeBron. So I would just say in terms of like the, uh, so to win your heart over, you got sports, spaghetti, LeBron, (laughs) purple. That's the the cheat cheat sheet. (laughs) Cheat sheet. So 
Oh, and, and Jordan. So, yeah, you all are talking about like such a basic level of relationships that I think a lot of people only go into relationships thinking about. Um, and that's like the whole like, oh, do they like the same things as me? Are we going to be able to hang out and do the same things? Do they like the same color as me? Do they like the same music as me? My boyfriend and I, and I, like, I'm not trying to make it just like we know everything, but like we are polar opposites. I don't like any of the shit he likes <laughs> half the time. And whatever I like, especially when it comes to music, like he's very like techno, whatever. And I'm the R&B. And it wasn't until recently that I started just saying, you know what? Fuck it. If we're driving in the car, even if you're driving, I'm playing my music kind of thing. <laughs> and like to me, that was kind of like a testing ground. And when I realized that it wasn't that big of a deal, that's when I was like, okay, that's not even a deal breaker that I thought might have been in the past. Thank you. I'm getting bit up so bad. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. I'm sitting outside. Um, but I mean, what you were talking about, like the whole, like, there's only so many colors, there's only so many, like, whatever. But you have to also think about, like, the things that are not going to be non-negotiables in a relationship. And that actually brings me back to a point um, that Trav was making where he said something about coming out of a relationship and you start to think about all the things that you want and what you don't want in a relationship. I think a lot of the times for one, when we leave out of a relationship, it's almost in like spite that we start looking for something that's going to be better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't necessarily fit us and fit our needs, it's like a, well, she didn't work. I need somebody with a bigger booty. I need somebody that's funnier. I need somebody that gets along better with my friends, which is really important. But I mean, like, you begin to look at things and you begin to consider red flags more often that way. And that's another question that I had for you guys actually was how seriously should we be taking red flags? Everything's a trap. <laughs> Everything's a trap. Everything's a trap. Well, okay. to, when, I, when you were just talking right there, it, it was, it was funny that, cause like I was thinking about when me and my girlfriend started talking, um, I feel like, you know, in the past or with people that I've met for the first time, it felt like sometimes I had like, and this was not intentional at all, but I had like a template of questions where it was just like, you know, your standard getting, getting to know somebody type of questions. But with my girlfriend and I, we just were just talking. Like this sounds like like simple, but I feel like I just stopped thinking. Like we were, we were legit just having conversations about different topics, things that, that were happening in, in the world, or just. And then I remember, I think I want to. I kid you not. I think like maybe a week in, I think the two of us asked like, "So wait, we didn't go over like, what do you do for a living? What like, what, you know, what like just kind of like the basic questions that you get out of the way early, because mm -hmm. we were just we were just have we were just talking." And yeah. I feel like it just felt like really natural in that moment. And I don't know if it was because it was a product of the pandemic and I wasn't like, you know, we weren't out on like a date. Anymore. We were literally just texting and talking and then got on FaceTime and kept talking more. So I think I think when I just stopped over overthinking about the certain things that you hear about when you meet somebody and what dating 101 quote unquote should be I think that's when I was really able to kind of just really be myself I feel like mm -hmm. that sounds awesome yeah. do you think that the pandemic kind of shaped more so what you wanted out of a relationship or maybe what you wanted out of yourself in a relationship 
Crab's a hermit. This worked out perfectly for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real though, I think it did because uh, coming out of my last relationship, it felt like at a certain point I didn't know my ex, but like in this relationship that I'm in now, it just felt like I really, really, truly did get to know her as far as like her wants, her needs uh certain things that maybe make her tick outside of like just your general interests i think like mm-hmm. really and also too for me i think i was also just in a better place as far as like who i was as a person i feel like i was just very comfortable in my own skin and confident in where i was and where i want to be and i think that those life factors kind of play a part where sometimes people might try to look for a relationship to fill certain voids in their life that aren't related to relationships. So I think from that aspect as well, it allowed me to kind of just, you know, just kind of just talk and see where things went. Just think of love, love. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, I, love oh, it. I mean, me and you, I think are both in such a different place from where we were back then. I mean, I was dating, I was in poly relationships and, you know, exploring that. And I, I still believe in those things. I still, you know, speak on it. I still encourage other people to do it. Obviously this relationship just isn't that type, but I think it's beautiful that you were able to get out of like, and it it sounds like it happened so naturally where it wasn't really like two people meeting, but it was kind of like two souls getting to know each other. And it could have been that the pandemic, obviously everybody's like, I don't want to talk about what I do because I don't even do that right now. <laughs> Wait, I'm doing, I'm doing like, the I'm, same thing. I'm, I'm in my house all day doing nothing. I'm thinking about all these things and I need somebody to talk to it with because right. I I think I think the pandemic did a lot of good for a lot of people that were maybe hurting um, because they almost needed an outlet more so. Mm-hmm. And some people chose a negative way, you know, by just complaining and whatnot. And other people chose to be like, okay, well, I'm going to date. I'm going to find somebody that cares to listen to me about all these things and share these things with me. Right. You know what's funny, though? It's kind of go off topic, on topic. The pandemic, and this is it's a pro for me. So don't take this as me saying it like negatively. It did the exact opposite for me. Yeah, which I think helped me in my headspace. Like it made me okay being by myself. Mm-hmm. It made me find comfort yep. and happiness. That's another in, way to look at it. In yeah, other avenues. Yeah, and it like I wouldn't say that I validated my quote unquote existence by my relationship status, but there was a point in time where I did put a lot of weight on that, mm-hmm. and it's just like through the pandemic and, you know, spending time with these guys on the podcast every week, it's just like, and I say this all the time when people look at me crazy when I say it, the reason why I'm so like content being single and like why I don't foresee myself ever getting into another serious relationship, the things that I think that people look for, the things that I look for to get out of in a relationship, I get in spades from the people in my life, companionship, love, compassion, quality time, affection, intimacy, like I, I get that booty. I mean, ass. It's, it's free and it's it's free and it's up. You weren't. I'm pretty. So you know I mean, so like, but it's just like, yeah. It's, and it's on like, special order if you don't. Yeah, want you this know, you know, pandemic discount. Like it's around. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, I'm, I've, I've, I've found those things in other places, and it's just like I'm content. Like I'm happy where I'm at. Like, 
I definitely know what you're talking about because I've definitely been in that same headspace. I think around the time that we were in, doing the podcast last time, that's essentially where I was, where I was getting everything that I needed from my outside relationships that like, I didn't, I didn't rely on any one person to give me everything. Right. And that actually took a lot of pressure off of myself too. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can relate was that like, I didn't feel like I had to bottle it up inside during the day, even though I'm seeing all these other people that care about me. I didn't feel like I had to come home to one person to tell it to, or to share my excitement with, or to do anything like that, you know? Bars. And not that I feel like that now, I definitely feel like I'm in a relationship where I'm encouraged to use other outlets and whatnot. Um, but past relationships, I definitely put that pressure on the relationship and my, you know, mm -hmm. my exes did too, where it was like, you're my person for love, for intimacy, for affection. You're my person for arguing. You're my person for whatever, because we picked that one person. Yeah, Let's bust this cherry wide open, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I was dumped during the pandemic, so let's talk about it, King. Let's talk yeah. about yeah, it. I kind of I got a shoulder here. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was kind of that was kind of rough because uh, you know everything was closed. There was like this deathly disease. I was out there, and <laughs> she she thought to uh, you know go out there in the world and was sick of me. And it was Did like, it, dudes. Get it, get it. Double get it, times of donating skin. All right, all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tough crowd. I laughed. I laughed. Yeah, um, we, 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 all, we all laughed. So that was that <laughs> was didn't break up y'all social distance. Right. <laughs> Yo, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. That hurt a little bit. No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, nah, but it was uh no, nah, it was it was weird because it was like um, you know when 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 the world was. You know, when you get dumped in the regular world, it's like, oh, I can, you know, go out and to the streets, mingle or whatever. I can go to Mad River or RIP. RIP, I can River. go to River Deck or something like that. But this was like nobody could go nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was limited. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, exactly. That was, yeah. That was, well, you know, I got my special technique, but I ain't gonna tell y'all. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell y'all right now. I'll tell y'all next, next episode. Okay. <laughs> When we get uh, Kelly Devon on here, oh, so, um, say coconut oil and lemon water. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's the body good. But yes, it was just weird to go through that um, during the pandemic because I really felt like, uh, yeah, why would you want to leave when like COVID is killing folk? But I guess I was. Uh, it was just it was just something about our relationship that just wasn't compatible. So I was out here for a little while and. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not the person that's like uh fuck love. Don't disrespect although, me like that. Although it's 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 <laughs> getting close. It's getting the fuck close. It's getting very close. I'm 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 one good, you know, toxic I, relationship away. Can I ask you like, a question if it's too deep you can come back to it? I'm here. Let's go. What's what's the thing that's got you holding on? What's the thing that's Cuz you say you're close on. to giving up. What's, what's got me holding on to what's love? What's the thing? Um, it's too. Look at him. He's like, come to the dark side. Come right. to the dark side. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, look, I, I tell Jordan all the time. I love his heart. That's one of my favorite things about him. It's 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 really it's, well, awesome. It's yeah. It's three things. It's S E X. Trying yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's the fear of dying alone. Like really alone. 
which goes into wanting what my grandparents have. They've been married for 59 years. Um, they're 90 and 89 years old. And then just, I have so much in me to give that uh, I'm gonna give it to somebody. And I don't know if that's just in a monogamous relationship or a poly relationship. I'm still uh, determining, debating and having that battle within myself. Uh, it's just, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> It's very, it's very interesting. And the dying alone part is just, you know, you can be in the streets and you can be around in the stand of third. And I don't have daughters like Matt. So I know my, my children ain't gonna give a fuck about me. So it's like, so I, I think about this quite often. Like, oh, who's gonna wipe my ass? Me. Uh, you gonna you gonna be next to me in the bed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming. <laughs> give me I mean, some. that sounds hot. She had a flashback. She had a flashback. She said, oh shit! Wait, this ain't, yeah. this ain't season one. Wait. Two guys. I was reminded today of like the nasty story that I have. Oh my god! But uh, but yeah. So that's 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 where I'm at. I don't really feel like I'm answering these questions. No, no, no. no you are. No, you are. It's perfect. And if you guys see me on my phone, I'm literally so taking we, notes. We actually didn't get to the second question. It was about, it was about, it was about red flags. Yeah. Oh, it's, red flags. It's we, it's no, it's we. okay. Hang on. I, I want to talk about this real quick with him. So you said you want all those things. Why? Like, I get it. These other relationships haven't worked out, but perhaps. The, so for one, obviously it has to do with finding the right person that's going to be right. worthwhile to do these things that I'm about to talk about but you kind of have to create the love and create the relationship you can't just let the relationship evolve on its own mm. you're constantly reinventing yourself in the relationship and reinventing your partnership with your love like you know your boyfriend your girlfriend whatever and I've learned this I feel genuinely that this is the first real secure relationship that I've ever been in. I'm talking about literally from the start of with my dad to being married to every other relationship in between that I felt safe in. This mm -hmm. is the first one that I have felt I have felt like he's given me the leeway to actually use my practices and like apply them to us. Wow. You know, because I was damaged too. I didn't even realize how much I was hurting from whatever I was going through. And right. I was kind of feeling the same way where I was like, okay, well, I want to do poly and I want to do all these things. And I still love those things, obviously. Um, but I didn't realize that some of that was a protective measure for myself because I realized that if I have more people in a relationship, then that means that I kind of have to give myself less because I can go from person to person and give this, this, and this too, but I don't have to give it all to one person. And I don't have to rely on one person to either make or break my heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. See, my problem is <laughs> going there. Uh, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll go there. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> my problem is I keep this. I keep running into women who like to take advantage of me emotionally, or okay. uh, just take advantage of. Uh, my heart, my kindness, the things that I like, they, they gravitate to things or they use the things that I love against me to try to manipulate me. 
that's the so one like is that like actually how it goes or is that like kind of how you feel because you might be jaded i'm just no that's that's here. actually how it goes um because okay. a lot of the things we talked about interest earlier um these people will pretend like they're interested in certain things that i'm interested in when really they're only interested in it because i'm interested in it and you come to find Isn't out that a it good thing, you break you breaking up ultron what happened is that a good thing though? You say isn't that the know. thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, isn't that a good thing? For, um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear, I you. hear you. Dang. I I personally don't think so. Okay, I mean, if, you, if you're not if you're not interested in something, don't fake it. Like, just don't. So was there like a certain yeah. point in these relationships where like you then learned like, oh, they were like, yeah, I'm actually like. No, it was just it was just their true selves came out okay. like their true self. They were tired of faking it. They were tired of. OK, it then it became, oh, you weren't really interested in this. You only want <laughs> I actually to... hate these things. Yeah, it was like <laughs> like you got what you wanted out of the relationship. And now, you know, you're on to the next. What's your new favorite word? Gaslighting. There it is. Yeah. So that's it's a thing. It's, and those were it's those were just my serious relationships. The other ones where it was dating or it was something where it was like a fling. These were usually girls who either had a husband or boyfriend that I found out about later. Oh shit. Or just uh-huh. only wanted to just knock me trollops, have sex and keep it that way. Which I mean was is nice for the time being, but when you really want companionship, it's kind of like, all right, what are we doing here? So, Take me to dinner, girl. Damn. Right, right. <laughs> so that's kind of why I'm like, oh, I'm still hoping, but y'all ain't shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, hopeful. <laughs> I'm hopeful. But yeah, that's where we're at. Oh, now. So talking about all of this, what are some things that you need to do in order to prepare yourself for, you know, the next relationship, which whatever, if whether it's hookups or if it's a monogamous relationship or if it's serious or if it's less serious like what kind of things are you thinking about for yourself that you need to start putting into practice or putting into play to truly form a safe bond or you know what you want I think that the thing that I'm learning now is to not give to let me say this in the right way the thing that I'm learning now is to take my time and not give a hundred percent until I feel it's the right thing to do. No more A plus dick on the first date. No, 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 no. You'll still get A plus dick. <laughs> but you and know, you there's, come back. there's other things. There's there's B, other things. B plus will suffice. <laughs> there's other things that I feel like you know are are not well. Since this is the season finale, um, I'm currently going through a divorce. So the last girl who left me during the pandemic, we were married and now we're currently going through a divorce. So um, can we insert an air horn? Yeah, I thought I should reveal that. Right. Um, <laughs> the views going up. <laughs> views, views going up. So that's that's kind of why Mama. I'm like, you know, moving forward. I'm not going to give like a kid or, or a ring or different things. I'm going to I'm going to hold some things, learn myself. If, if I if I get to know somebody, if I find somebody that I like that's cool you know and we could kick it we could hang out but I'm definitely gonna take my time and I'm not gonna be rushed into anything because you know my last relationship was extremely serious and uh 
Yeah. I'm going to just slow walk it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's okay. good, a good approach because, you know, I felt like uh, in my past relationship, I felt like, you know, things were going great, right? right. Then, you know, things, quote unquote, were made official. And then that's when things flipped. And it was just like, oh, this isn't the person that I liked or like I thought I liked when, you know, when we then became boyfriend and girlfriend. And then in my new relationship now, I feel like, and I mean, it kind of did help too that my girlfriend as well was kind of in a similar space as well where she, the year before, was in a relationship of six years. Mm. And um, she was actually like, she was finally ready to at least start dating and just see what was out there. And she herself wasn't in a position where she was ready to commit or anything but i feel like though none of us gave off that pressure or really like it there was never like there was never a moment where neither either of us felt like all right well we should probably take this to this next level or whatever mm. i but i think though that's because i really do believe like really build a foundation as friends mm-hmm. and and <clears throat> Building off of that, we were able to like, wh- like obviously we were always romantic, but I feel like, you know, she was just someone that like I just genuinely just loved talking to and just really like, you know, either it could be about the dumbest stuff, like me going like, like going into detail about some video game storyline I'm playing, but like, mm-hmm. like she would like ask questions about it and like really like try to get more. It's just like there's just like little things that are just that were just like kind of important to me that like I didn't even inherently realize that were just naturally happening. So I think like, and I think it just all depends on, you know, different people because for me that slow burn really like benefited us. And yeah. I feel like once we were in that position to really be like, like, yo, y'all, this is my girlfriend. Yeah. Everybody's my boyfriend. It was just like, and there was so like, it's always funny when people ask us like, yo, so how long have you been dating? Like, you know, I like, technically, if you, it, we, you know, things were official in March of this year. So right, like, we're right. actually coming up on our five months tomorrow. But like, yeah, like I said, I met mazel, her right, right before, yeah, <laughs> right before the pandemic. So it's just kind of like, I think when it came to, when it comes to like, you know, certain like labels or timelines or everything, I think that the reason why we just kind of like, not like forget, yeah, I guess you say forget about it just because of like, just that natural slow progression we had where we were just really just, getting to know each other as people and yeah. like you know maybe there was but maybe there were certain things that i was and i, I could definitely say so that like i was wasn't a hundred percent doing that i'm doing now yeah. now that i'm like in the relationship relationship with her but that's also though because i feel like i have a better grasp of better grasp of her wants and needs we're like okay oh she's in like this certain mood or like i'm like i just feel like i have a better understanding of her as a person where like now that we're in this position, I'm able to give that 100 to 10 percent. Where like before, not that I wouldn't want to, it was just that I didn't know how to. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes all the Anyone sense. else? He therapizing the shit out of this. <laughs> and, no, I really love it. I love hearing this this side of you. I bet she's great. Um, Cheer. I wanted to still, ask. Still waiting to meet her. <laughs> 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 they put Wait, me in the graveyard. None of you met her. I so hood hood has <laughs> only hood only hood. 
<laughs> We're low on the totem pole of no, Trap no. Care as well. That's not true, guys. Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. Did we want to stay here? Or did we want to move on to the red? Do you guys believe in like? Well, okay, yeah. Let's go back to the red flag. No, no. So what are you about to say? I'm curious now. Seriously... No, I'll make a note and I'll get right back to it. Um, right. I'm just let her drive. I'm just let her. Yeah, just let me drive. Come on. <laughs> she got the whip. She got the RB on. Come on. <laughs> um, she, she got the I'm so weak. Um, how seriously should we be taking red flags when we are starting to date somebody or dating multiple people or what first? have you? Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, hmm? I would say that there are two types of red flags. Uh, and we often get them mixed up, which uh, I've been victim of falling. I've fallen victim to this before in the past. So I would categorize two red flags as one being trying to think of a way to put it. So as an example, I've only ever lived my life. I've lived it the way that I've lived it based off my experiences. So there are certain things that I might do that another person doesn't like. And because I've never been in that situation, I don't know that that's an issue. So I would say the one type of red flag is like the unknown unknowns, like what you don't know, you don't know. Like if uh, if I don't, if I let dishes sit in the sink and that's just always been my thing because I've, I've lived by myself, it's never been a thing. But I know a lot of people, men and women, that's a major pet peeve. But that's something that I can work on. But you know, immediately you might see that as a red flag, like, oh, they're not clean. But it's just like, it's not necessarily that I'm not clean. I've just never had to like rush to do a dish. But that's something that could be worked on. Second type of red flag, which is the ones that we usually miss, are just straight personality defects. Like, this is just you to your core. And we talked about this the last time that you were on, Helen. My strained relationship with my mom, because there are things about her that she has just said flat out, I'm not going to change. And they're unfortunately things that totally contradict my peace. So that's why we are very touch and go. And, you know, our relationship is what it is. So I've been in a relationship. Jordan was there with a young lady who were here. In my personal opinion, she was money obsessed. Not like, oh, trying to get it from me. It wasn't like on Gold Digger type time. But it's just like, she was just like, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to get rich. I'm going to figure it out. Wait, 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 wait. Are we acknowledging that you were in a relationship no. with this person? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, no, we're not. All right. All right. I was y'all, in. A, y'all heard that? Though, right? I was in a. <laughs> no, we didn't. We I was, didn't. I was in. A, I just. I just had a tequila shot. I'm tripping. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Fine. We'll say that's my girlfriend. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. I remember grinding my feet on. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember being with that girl. <laughs> so, and again, she's a great person. It's not beef, but so. For me and everybody here knows that I don't give a fuck about money. I literally treat it like a resource. It's our, they call money liquid because it's like water. You need it to survive, but it's not that important. I've never put much stock on it. It comes and goes. Relationships are eternal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Money's liquid. You just need it to survive. So money, you need it to survive, but I don't put too much stock on it. I don't live and die by the dollar. So she was... She, I always say she's the most driven person I've ever met in my life, but it was like to a fault to the point where she would forego relationships to chase the bag. 
Like she she put everything into her career, like uh Taraji's character off Think Like a Man. She was de- dealing with Michael E. Lee. She was like, I don't got time for this. I'm about to get this promotion. I'll see you when I see you. It was on that uh-huh. type time. And I never really peeped that that was an issue for me until I was in a situation with somebody who put so much stock on that. It's just like, oh, yeah, can't really spend time with you right now. I'm chasing this bag. And I would tell her all the time, like, oh, like, I know for a fact because of how driven you are, you're going to get exactly what you want out of your career. You're going to get to exactly the heights that you want to be. You're going to be a super success. I was like, but when you check in your bank account and there's nobody else around you who gives a fuck about you, then what? It's like, you got, you got your goal, but now you're lonely. And that was like a major point of contention. Like we would have conversations all the time. Like, Oh, once I get, once I get money, we'll be good. Like, cause we would have issues. And she was like, Oh, if I, if I was just had a, like a better tax situation, this wouldn't be a problem. And I was just like, all right, but you're basically telling me to wait for you to get to where you want to be for us to be a thing. So it was a point of contention for us. And then I realized internally for me that that it was, that wasn't something that I prioritized. Like my financial status isn't something that I held in very high regard, nor do I uh, reflect that onto people that I keep close to me. Like you could have a million dollars, you could have one dollar. I'm gonna treat you the same. You, you could be rich. You forgot your wallet, I'll pay for the food. You paid last week. I don't care that you got more bread than me. That shit ain't about nothing. Mm-hmm. So, but I say that to say, it was a super setup to say that there are certain personality, I won't even call them defects. There are certain things that people have about them that that's just them. That's tattooed mm-hmm. on their soul. And I'm a firm believer when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Like, believe them straight out. Don't think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because I think a lot of people get into that whole, oh, I can change them or, oh, they're willing to change for me. And bringing it back, I'll probably say 99% of my issues like with relationships definitely stem from my relationship with my mom. And I'm like, if my mom wasn't willing to change herself to salvage our relationship, why would I think anybody else would, female-wise? So it was like, a lot of it goes there. So for red flags, I would definitely say being able to distinguish the difference between, oh, this is how that person always was, but they're willing to compromise. Maybe they just don't know that this is an issue versus determining like, nah, this is who they are is definitely a very important skill to try to learn. But that comes from like Travis was saying, like really taking your time, slow burning, getting to know, like Jordan was saying, get to know yourself, get to know that person, like dog walk it. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But, uh, yeah, I used to be the type to kind of like, oh, but I see this in them. So I'm going to just like. There's 10 good side. things in yeah, one bag. Really, really, really bad. Really bad. Yeah, yeah, just, facts. I just throw one of the love real quick <laughs> and let it slide. But like over time, it just starts to continue to just eat at you. And then, mm-hmm. like, damn, now I kind of like resent this person. Um, but I mean, like you said, it comes down to communication and compromise and whether or not that person is willing to, for lack of a better term, improve themselves to improve y'all together. Um, but how serious should we take red flags? That's a loaded question. <laughs> it is, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. So, tell us why. <laughs> so you defined the two red flags as basically like a personality defect versus essentially another personality defect. Where like a, was, a creature or habit, I guess. Versus. Yeah, like habits and stuff like that. Yeah. Something that I have 
drawn a conclusion on is that the real red flags are either the non-negotiables or the okay we can work with this because it is just a personality kind of defect and i wouldn't even call it a, a defect so right. the non-negotiables would be that this person doesn't speak to me that i want to be spoken to this person is not respectful of my space this person is not respectful of my mother this person is not you know, consider it of me or what I need or anything like that. Right. And then the other parts of that is, for instance, so and in, in not I'm just using your situation as an example, okay, where you saw her as a hustler, right? And she was she was all about her money. She was working hard. She was getting at sis. like, I don't know if she's listening or anything, but don't ever change. Okay. Uh, but to you, but to you, but to you, for some reason, that was a non-negotiable. But to me, that would have been okay. Well, you can be that way, but I just don't want any pressure on me to have to change, because I think, like you guys are talking about changing people, and I think the goal of a relationship should not ever be to try to mold that person exactly into what you want, because that's just not. That's not human for anybody. That's not what anybody does naturally. I, somebody tells me to stop doing a certain thing and I'm like, fuck you, I've done this my whole entire life. Like, why would I just all of a sudden stop? Obviously, like what, what Steven was saying was, are we able to change and adapt and overcome like some of these obstacles that we might be having? But what's that look for? <laughs> Oh, uh, me? <laughs> who, 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 who look at? Yeah, all of you were like oh. looking around, like. Oh no, I'm listening. I'm listening intently. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Okay, so yeah, like what you were saying, like you were all talk. You were talking about, you know, is it something that we can try to change them over time? And that's just not. That's not the goal. The goal is to grow. So, and growth doesn't always mean change. I'm still going to be doing the same things, but. I might have to grow in the way that I might have to be more considerate of how my boyfriend needs to be spoken to in certain moments. And this is something that we've struggled with because my boyfriend is very like, he's very intense and I'm not, I'm very like laid back. I say what I mean. And that's that. And some like I'm goofy and all these things. And sometimes he takes the goofiness as like very condescending or whatever, because of his experience with, you know, his own mom or his ex-girlfriends and everything like that. So I've had to learn myself, like, don't take certain things personally. If he gets upset about like, whatever, okay. It's not a non-negotiable. It's like, I'm past the point where anything for our relationship is like, oh, hell no. Because by this point I've made the commitment. I mean, I'm having his damn baby. That doesn't always mean anything, but I mean, like I've made the commitment <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Yeah. I've made the commitment at this point where I'm not going to give up just because he got angry with me about something like something came up today. And I was like, I think I realized the turning point in our relationship where I was like, I'm no longer walking away from, you know, conflict or anything like that, thinking I should leave or I should, you know, I shouldn't be here. Why am I here? Why do I love him? All this stuff. Instead, I'm literally thinking, what could I have done better? in that situation mm -hmm. to not only cater to him, but like to have catered to myself as a response to whatever he was giving me, I didn't have to respond that certain way. 
And I think early on in the relationship and in my past relationships, I was seeing those things as an absolute red flag that he doesn't communicate the same way that I do. He doesn't, you know, take into consideration my emotions. And I mean, men like arguably don't always consider the, the female emotions. Cause I'm not saying that y'all aren't emotional, but we're just a lot more intense, <laughs> especially with me being pregnant. I don't know where all these emotions are coming from y'all, but <laughs> coming from I can go the, from uh, like laughing time. hysterically. To crying, said, I yelling. said vanilla bean, not vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dangerous that place to be. Exactly. I've been there. <laughs> it's that exactly. But you have to kind of weigh like the pros and cons of certain. Hi, buddy. You have to weigh the pros and cons of certain things. Like, am I willing to work with this on this person? Like, can I handle the fact that he doesn't do the dishes right after he's done with them? Can I handle the fact that, okay, like they're going to be done, but maybe not this instant because that's just how he does. Like, and I don't have to change him. If I want the dishes done, I'm going to do the dishes. I'm not going to bitch about it. I'm going to preach whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But then there are certain things where it's like, you know what? You're disrespectful. You've never once taken into consideration like what I need out of anything or what I'm asking of you or anything like that because you're just constantly fighting with me on something. Yeah. But her her hustle, for instance, might have scared you a little bit because maybe you felt pressured to do it. And I, I Oh no, hold on. Can you still hear? Uh you started freezing a little Can you still hear us? I don't know if you you should do this, that should ever. Oh no, am I frozen <laughs> again? No, we, oh, no, no. We're, we're here, we can hear like every other word you say. Yeah. Yeah. Barely, not even. Hold on, wait for it. You know what I'm saying? But they be like, gonna beat up the kids at the park. Like what? You know, like the phone goes, is the 18th. Never. Oh, oh yeah, 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 I got you, I got you, I got you. Hold on, are you back with us? Are we uh, back? Uh, glitching. Uh, that, uh, this is where the editing and mastering comes in. Okay, <laughs> oh, you're back with us? We back? Exactly. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, all right. Back. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, no, you we can hear you. But no, uh, if, I'm, if I'm going to try to make out what I think you said. <laughs> so it wasn't so much that her hustle scared me. It's like I said, I, I, I praise her to this day about it. It no. was when the conversations were had, and these were actual conversations, it's I can't focus on you, meaning me, and chase after money. It's if I'm prioritizing you, I'm taking away from chasing this bread. So like those conversations were had, it's, oh, like I can't put my all into you because then I'm taking away from trying to get to where I want to get career-wise. And this is like essentially kind of like what you were saying, like I had the pro and con, like is that something that I'm willing to put up with or not? And I had to make the decision for myself, like that it really wasn't something that I was rolling with. Like, right. you know, cause like, I don't, I, I'm just kind of like that just with friendships and period. I don't like when people put people to the side to do something else mm-hmm. and think mm-hmm. that they'll be, and think that they'll be there for them after. Right. It's just like, that's why I'm here. Like I'm here to like support you through that. And it kind of goes back to a conversation. Like if you need space to do your thing, I, I have, friends like i can give you your space like i don't we don't live together mm. i can take my ass home i got kids like i got plenty to get me entertained but when it says straight to my face like oh yeah i can't prioritize you and prioritize my career and it's like oh shit well 
good luck in your endeavors. Like, <laughs> I wish, I wish you well. Get that money, girl. Like, so yeah, so it wasn't that it wasn't that the hustle scared me. It was it was the lack of uh what's the word I'm looking for? I guess compartmentalizing. Like it was just like the fact that she didn't see a, a world where we could exist together and she still go after what she wanted while I'm sitting there supporting her. Mm-hmm. going after what she wanted so it's just like mm-hmm. i'm trying to back you up girl like that's yeah that's a big thing i think people have a hard time like i mean that relationship could have gone so many different directions if she probably would have just been like all right well he understands i think i think, <laughs> that? I think people with a high hustle and a Oh no, oh no, oh no, you about to drop some bars. <laughs> I feel like you about to drop a bar. We can't hear you though. Don't, don't say <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you're back, you're back. All right, drop the bar quick. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean that could have gone any of multiple ways where she could have easily looked at it and been like, Okay, well, he is understanding, he is supportive, but I think a lot of people with the mindset is automatic. The same part. <laughs> it cut out at the same part. What the? No. We gonna get it. We gonna chop all this up. We gonna get it. <laughs> Your Wi-Fi need milk. Your Wi-Fi need milk. Have you heard? Hold on. Are we, are we back? Are we back? They were recording Tuesday, so Joy got time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the universe. <laughs> you still, you still with us? Can you hear us? Every time I can hear the crickets, I know you back. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I heard oh, that. Are you back? <laughs> Fine. Whoa. Okay, we back. We back. We think we back. We think we back. Think we back. <sighs> as soon as I start talking, though. No, it literally stops at the same part. <laughs> right when you about to get to the. <laughs> get to it it cuts out so you said it could have went any one ways if she understood that i was really there for her and understood her and can you hear (laughs) (laughs) maybe we turn the wi-fi off (laughs) we're gonna figure this out (laughs) i don't bear my soul too much <laughs> Word. This is the worst. Uh, we we can hear you again. Okay. I I'm just afraid to talk because I feel like as soon as I start talking, it's just gonna no, keep be talking. Like... Go ahead. Come on. All yeah. right. All right. So now you can hear me. Okay. So I think just people in general with that mindset, like the hustle thing, because I struggled this with my boyfriend because he's very like go 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 businesses. Like his whole family has started businesses and done all this stuff, right? And right off the bat, I felt a little bit of a pressure to be that way, but I realized that that was not the case at all. But I think off the bat, he felt like, okay, yeah, she's great. She's around, but is she going to be supportive of what I'm doing and understanding of what I'm doing? So maybe that's kind of where she was going, where she was like, you know, everybody else, they can't handle it, like whatever, that she might not have been seeing that, like, you were willing to stick around and be patient and okay, maybe you can't hang out today. I have to sacrifice a little bit. But the thing that me and my boyfriend always talked about in the beginning, I was like, I don't mind if you're putting all the hours into building this business that later on is going to serve me and you and our family and whatever, like in our future. 
Word. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> that, I like was it my little, that was my little two cents. Anybody else on Red Flags for um, we move on? Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Um, it has been like the worst red flag. What's been the worst red flag? Uh, when... oh, yeah, like something damn. that like... About to bust this can wide open. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> wow. Um, I think the I biggest think red flag... Fun. The biggest red flag for me was when she left my side to go talk to another nigga in the oh, bar. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest red flag, bro. I was just oh, like, man. Yeah. They we almost killed us in the car? Yes. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a big one. That was a big red flag. We I fucked yeah. up, too, because I, I I downplayed it. I downplayed yeah. the flag. I was like, it it's, was, maroon flag. Yeah, it's, it's maroon flag. It's, it's maroon. So, <laughs> it's maroon flag. Yeah, we were, we're getting ready to leave. I'll just tell the story real quick so I don't sound crazy. Flag, we're getting flag. ready to leave. It's the let out. We're getting ready to walk out. A guy... A group of guys actually tell her, hey, come over here. We want to talk to you. Now, I'm pretty sure that they want to talk about politics or the stock market. <laughs> who you, who you, vote, who you <laughs> voting for? So, so, Dogecoin. Uh, <laughs> to the moon. She literally leaves my side and goes and walks over to these young gentlemen to basically go talk to them. And I stopped her. Matt grabs her and was like, we're not going to do that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And at that point, I was just pretty much done with the day and was very angry. So there you go. That's the end of that story. But that was a clear reference. You know what? Go. I had the same story. I had the same thing happen. I took this guy came to my city to spend the weekend with me. Right. And we were just hooking up. Like it wasn't like anything. Didn't date him. I think he wanted to date me, but we just weren't there. Right. I could tell he was really immature Ow. and he showed it. because We went out, I took him out to this bar and there was this girl, she was hitting on me. Okay. And I was like, okay, like whatever. And he completely like blocked me out as if I was the competition <laughs> and like turns his back to me and starts talking to her. And like five minutes later, she walks away, like whatever. And I was just like, cool. So I was just sitting at the bar, like drinking my drink, whatever. I paid my tab and I was about to leave his ass. And he turns around and he's like, she looked at me. I was like, are, are you shitting me right now? <laughs> like, unless if you're planning on bringing her home for both of us, this isn't happening right now because your, your shit is at my apartment. Mm-hmm. Remember that. <laughs> And I remember I took him, I took him back. We came back to my apartment and I locked him out <laughs> and he was crying. He was literally outside of my door. I think I put it on my Instagram story. I was literally like this, this guy just tried this and I put it on my story. And I remember that and he was just like crying outside of my door. He's like, I'm so, I didn't realize it. And I'm like, no, that's just not how things are going. Okay. Damn, is, is you're, Helen, you're lucky Helen that I'm cinnamon you apple back. girl. <laughs> you were my cinnamon apple. Oh my god. All right. So what do you believe personally would be the biggest thing stopping you from having successful relationships? Women. And I'm not talking about like you think women? Like I'll just fucking with you. I mean, if you want to try the other side of the no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> Pineapples. Pineapples. I mean, 
like is there is there ever like a definitive moment i think when you feel ready to step back into the game like, and I'm not just talking about hooking up because you can step into that game anytime you want. I never stepped out. I'm talking about like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when when do you think would be like a definitive moment where you're like, okay, I think I can try this dating thing again. Is it like when you meet a certain person, or is it before you meet that person and you start looking? So, What's your guys' personal? I would say for me, and I, I've said this before, and I don't mean this to come off like psychotic. The only way that I could realistically see me in another relationship is I have to be completely infatuated with that female. I can't, I can never see me getting into a relationship on some, oh, I like you. And then our relationship grows from there. Just cause like, like we're like infatuated, like you would eat a sloppy Joe out her ass. Yes. Like okay. borderline, like borderline obsession. Like not, okay. not, un, I not, know, un, these days, I don't think you have to love somebody to do that. I no, I do. Days, <laughs> I that is a, that is a, that is a no, no hole. <laughs> under normal, under normal circumstances. But you're not on some like, Oh, Joe. hello there. You like not on some <laughs> changes it's the whole, called, it's called a sloppy hoe. Sl <laughs> hey but yeah, not sloppy someone. Sloppy hole or a sloppy hoe? Yes. Hey. yes, yes, hey, yes. Double entendre. Don't ask me how. <laughs> but yeah, not someone like some obsessive, psychotic. You can't leave the house. Ooh, whose dick are you sucking? Because you went to your mom's house. Type, like, she, uh, could be <laughs> she could be sucking dick if she said she went to her mom's house. It's a possibility. But yeah, but just like on some, like I have to be like in love. Like, like, because uh, 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 uh. it's just, it's just like I said, like just, just through the pandemic and just you know my prior experiences and just like the, like Jordan says, I have two daughters, so it's just like I know what true love is, because I'm I'm one of those people that believes like yeah the sincerest form of love is like between like a parent and a child and like person and their dog like that that's true love like dogs dogs and kids love unconditionally. In my opinion, so it's just like I know what that's like, and like having two daughters, like I know what it's like twofold. And then it's just like I've been in situations where I thought that was it, and just was broken, like after the fact. Kind of going on like what my biggest red flag was. I gave her a kid. I fucked that all the way up. (laughs) (laughs) I ignored the shit out of that flag. But it's um, yeah, like I would. So I, I always say. When I see somebody, so I, I know immediately, oh, I just want to fuck versus like, oh, I really want to entertain this person. Like I know before I know before a conversation is even had, like this is somebody that I would bother to entertain versus like, oh, I'm just trying to get the draws. I know that immediately. So I would say like, to, I guess to, to an off answer of your question, I would have to like be on some immediate, oh, I like her and this shit would just have to like, quick fast and in a hurry like i would like really have to be on some oh yeah nah you're enough for me to give all this up like i'm satisfied right <laughs> a, a lot would have to happen because it's like it's so many variables like between because i don't date for myself anymore i also have two daughters so i have to be very realistic that if i'm gonna get into a relationship with somebody this is someone that my kids are going to develop a relationship with. 
And I was fortunate enough, and I mean super blessed, that my younger daughter's mom is a worthwhile human being. And she took the place of my older daughter's mom, even though we're not together anymore. But I lucked up with that. Not everybody has that circumstance. So I would have to be with somebody that understands, especially because my younger daughter's autistic. I can't bring somebody into that space and get her accustomed to you for this not to work out. Cause you know, kids with autism, like repetition, they struggle with change and having a child on the spectrum, me and my younger daughter's mom have to be one band, one sound. That's a non-negotiable. It's not on some like, Oh, we can co-parent at a distance, like quote unquote, the normal standard of, Oh, I'll pick her up. I'll drop her off. Like, we spend mad time together because that's what's best for our child and her development and her, you know, closing her developmental gaps, just like her comfort. Like I said, like her, her routine is having us both around. So I'm not bringing, I'm not bringing somebody into that that can't get with that shit. Cause I'm telling you straight up, I got two kids. I live, die and breathe by both these little girls. I'm not even going to, I don't even let people know where I live. That's why I say in my intro, I only play away games cause I don't believe in being sloppy. <laughs> Bitches are bonkers. I don't even let people know where I live. <laughs> it's like people, oh, can I come over your crib? No, <laughs> silly rabbit. My kids live here. You can't know where I live. So it's just like, I don't want people, I feel like when people be like, when I be like, yo, I'm for the streets, kicking the mixies, which are all very true statements. They just be like, oh, he just wants to fuck whatever. Sex is everywhere, it's free, and it's accessible. I'm never pressed for vagina. It's never that deep. But it's just like, I have more than just my personal wants and needs to think about. And, and like I said, I, I say all the time, I got two kids in the Jordan. Y'all can't fit them in. Sorry. But yeah, like it would it would have to be a very specific person that like I'm super I'm willing not not risk, but I would have to make major life alterations to accommodate somebody else. And if this severely hurts my prospects, it's cool because I'm for the streets. So (laughs) 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 but but yeah, so all that to say. It would take a very specific set of circumstances. The planets would have to line up just the right for me to get that call. Yo, guys, mm-hmm. think I'm done. <laughs> think I'm out the game. Do you think that'll happen? Do you like? Do you want that? I say all the time, and I mean it sincerely when I say it. I have one relationship chip left in me, but I wouldn't be surprised if I never cash it. Mm-hmm. I got, I got one more trip around the sun. If mm-hmm. if I should ever get to that point, but if I'm just that uncle that shows up at weddings and fucks the bridesmaids, I mean, so be it. <laughs> so be it. I mean, I think it definitely speaks volumes as to like where you're at with especially having two daughters and like you mentioned, one of them having autism. That's definitely. I mean, that's not like a a roadblock by any means. I think that everybody has the opportunity to date, but you definitely do have a lot more to consider. So. I respect thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. accepting my wholeness. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, I love you guys know this. So I mean, we love we love you back. I'm a retired hoe, I like to say now. <laughs> look, look, I'm hold, I'm I'm holding it down for you. <laughs> holding it down. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Black. What about anybody else? 
Um, what about, I want to hear it from Stevie. Yes. Oh, are you about to talk? Yes. You interrupted me, Stevie. I want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <trying> to think. <laughs> quick, quick before her Wi-Fi go out. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of. It's kind of piggybacking off what you're saying, sure. but if I start desiring like or picturing a woman in all aspects of my life, meaning like. I want to, I don't think twice about, oh, yeah, she can be my mom or she can be my homies. Like, those are two definite things that I'm like super strict about. None of y'all know really Uh any of the women that I talk to. Big facts. (laughs) Super facts. I thought you were about to draw Bob saying he married or something. Yeah, I'm about to say. (laughs) I never told y'all this, but uh, (laughs) I'm on marriage number three. (laughs) As soon as as any of y'all meet, a woman, y'all know I'm serious about it. That's trash too. Trash just pop up married and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if I don't know, I'm 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 really peculiar about that. Like I'm not gonna bring around anybody I know unless I'm for sure about you. One hundred. Um. Other than that, I mean, if you got that got got three thousand, <laughs> I might have to. So you can make me come in under five minutes. That's, that's your standard. He like, damn, girl. Five minutes, 30 seconds. You was so you was so close. You was so close. You, you need an Uber? No comment. No comment. Hilarious. I love, I love it. I love it. Sex, sex is his major. Right? <laughs> Sexual chemistry in a relationship is pretty big. That's not actually true. I've definitely dealt with trash. Uh, sloppy time. You're a nice man. <laughs> I think I think we know where uh, you are at in your exploration of relationships. Still, just being a hoe. That's good. That's good. He's a, he's optimistic. I'm a hopeful hoe. He, he's optimistic. He's hopeful. Well, <laughs> well, I would I would say, and like we haven't spoken, and I don't know how long, but I always imagined you with like a girl that was, I don't know, just like equally as crazy. But I want to hear this. <laughs> no, I've just always I just. I genuinely, because I know that you are such a great person that I've always thought about like the type of I want with, and I can't help but think of anybody but like your mom. And like that sounds so weird, but your mom is such an amazing lady, and I see your guys' relationship that I'm literally like, in order for you to be solid and happy in a relationship, you're gonna need somebody just as amazing as your mom. Mm, that's what they they say that sons usually look for the. Kids look for their parents and significant others in some sort. Yeah, but I'm hella annoying. I'm just so <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I run yeah. from my I mom. Love, no, no, no. I love my mom, and I see how my mom was like a great wife to like my dad and different things like that. But she's annoying <laughs> in the in the greatest of ways. I love her though. She's amazing. She's, she's awesome. She's amazing. My mom, not. My so mom. do you guys believe that you can have like deep connections i mean while you guys are out dating, do you guys look for deep connection or having like just kind of 
friends with benefits kind of relationships or do you just like completely close out any sort of emotions what's like your side of the spectrum for those sort of situationships i guess uh, why are you looking at me like this so um, you want to you want to go first go i mean i'll let you got some thoughts um so that's kind of oh you're my, right i am curious that's kind of <laughs> one of my toxic traits is that i love very hard and I like deep connections. I Freak like ball. love hard deep <laughs> connections. I like I like getting to know somebody. You know, even if, what? even if, oh my god, even <laughs> if it starts as you know uh, friends with benefits type thing, I still wanna. You know, I'm you know who I am. I'm uh, I'm fucking Bruce Wayne. I'm always telling people I'm Batman. Like I'm always like revealing myself to people. Like that analogy. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. So, um, I don't know. I guess I kind of need that in order for me to like, you know, if, well, let me say this. I kind of need that for me to rock with you. I don't need that to stick my dick in you. I need that to like be cool with you, like be friends with benefits. I kind of need that deep connection. And then that's, that's my toxic trait that I'm trying to chill on. Cause I, I get, like, so you're kind of more like the ethical non-monogamy side of things. Uh, that, that okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so that was, that was a, I think that was a term. I think they might have explained non-monogamous relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. Jordan, yeah. Jordan, Jordan wants polygamy. He wants polygamy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I do, I do. Yeah, exactly. I, but, but you know what? I think I think it's really only because I've had such a shitty time with monogamy that I'm like. Let me double up. Let me let me double up. <laughs> let, me, let me add twice. Let me add twice. I, I, honestly, I honestly feel like I honestly feel like you know that might be something. That, I mean, okay. I mean, you never. I'm just try. never. I'm just never gonna try. You know, same sex. I have no. You know, you guys do what you want. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might be a thing that you know. Might be a thing I want to try. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different kinds of poly out there and I was like I don't know I feel like I've explored quite a few different avenues of poly and being non-monogamy and whatnot that ethical non-monogamy was the thing that taught me most about what I wanted out of relationships out of the other person and out of myself because and like I said um I think I started using it as kind of like a scapegoat to escape like like you just said like I'd have been in so many shitty monogamous relationships and I was like let me just try to be with all the people but there can't there comes a time when you have to really think about like okay well am I treating this person right am I wasting their time am I not being really true to them am I going back to what you were saying earlier am I telling them that I like all these things just to please them when I don't really have to do that or like whatever you know there's just so many things to consider that I think Paul I think Hood, I think Hood wants to address the elephant in the room what? Oh, so it was just the yellow fitting in the room. I think it was just the elephant in the room. Huh? What do I let him go? Do you, ever, you know, do you see yourself doing this? Do Ooh. I? Do I? Do I see myself doing what? You know, maybe in inactively in dating. Yeah. In, <laughs> Ooh. Like, like actively, break, break that down. Break that down. Break, break that down. Because I'm a little so, slow. Hopefully okay. Okay. So I was. I just came up with it just now. So okay. So I'm just gonna make up a definition. I like that. I would say. Inactively dating, I would correspond as to 
you do all the actions one would do to take a, a platonic relationship to the next level with no intention of actually doing so. <laughs> um, but in the process, ooh. but in the process, you also still kind of want to be in a relationship. Yes, with yes, yes, yes. But then you don't. Yes. It's yes. All it's all. Build, it's build, break, yes. build. Yes. <laughs> yes. Break, build. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's where I'm at now. That's where I'm at. Okay. Do you think Boom. you hurt yourself doing that? Uh, <laughs> here, yes. here, it's me doing it. Hurts, hurts my head. Yeah. I think so. If this I, is gonna turn into an intervention episode. Yeah, I, 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 I thought this. I thought this way before. Like as soon as we press record, I was like, oh, this is gonna be an intervention. No, no, I, I opened up about my wholeness. <laughs> Trav's in love. <laughs> Hood's been married three I mean, times. <laughs> you getting to the shits. I mean, is that something that you discuss with the partners that you're with, though? Is that like, hey, look, maybe I'm not looking for necessarily like a completely committed relationship. I, I want to be out front with you. Like, this is how I am in this kind of relationship. This is what I'm looking for. But I'm gonna have other people too. Are you comfortable with that? Um. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm completely honest about everything that I do and 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 everything about how I feel and and things like that. I just had like again. I just have a problem with uh doing too much. And not only doing too much, but like also falling to like other people's wants and needs and trying to please other people, trying to be a people pleaser. So if this person is actively fighting for it, it's like, ah, what do I do? And these things make sense. And it's just, it's all a convoluted, just it's a big, superhero complex. Yeah. It's a superhero complex that I, that I suffer with. Cause I try to make everybody happy and, uh, but then there, then there's still the side of me that wants, you know, that still is optimistic about certain things. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's gonna take another. Cause I I honestly feel like I have a, I find I feel like I have a chip left as well, like Matt. But I'm probably going to use that. You're more chip. willing to use it. Yeah, I'm more willing to use it and try it again yeah. and be like, hey, I'm gonna try it. And if this don't work, then I'll just you know. <clears throat> blow up everybody to the streets yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i think i'm here in dang it flood this is good too yeah. damn every, every <laughs> time you about to say something amazing the wi-fi but no. <laughs> oh my gosh all right we, we gonna get it we're gonna give it a second <laughs> thought it was just okay me. can you hear me again yep. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah 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 let's go you're back <laughs> Okay. All right. Are we still hearing me? Yep. Hey. I hate this. <laughs> About to call you on Instagram. <laughs> All right. Now you guys are moving again. Y'all are moving again. We can, we can hear you. We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. This is the worst. We live out in like, okay, that's good. Okay. We live kind of like far out of the city. So Wi-Fi sucks. Um, You can still hear me though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my god! <laughs> you don't got Wi-Fi. You just got Wi. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I paying so much? The jokes coming in late. I know. Right? <laughs> I was like, damn. I thought that was funny. <laughs> coming in five seconds. 
But yeah, we we can hear you. Okay. All right. So what I was saying was I think you make yourself sound like you're a lot more jaded than you are because I don't think you know exactly where you are in your exploration of your relationship habits and whatnot and what you actually want out of it because you could definitely make non-monogamy so much fun and so safe for yourself like and you can still what? I was saying I've been telling him this well let me let me ask you this question yeah. let me ask you this question so from from your gauge of this would you say that for someone in Jordan's position it doesn't have to be directly towards him specifically would you say someone who you know has had some bad dealings and you know they still are hopeful but not hopeful and inactively dating would you say that it is it's a benefit for them to be single or to try to be single no oh i think i i think it's <laughs> i think everyone always benefits from sticking like stepping out of their comfort zone so if you're gonna over and over again and expecting the same like different results that's and when you when you do the same thing over and over again and expect different results but you're not really doing anything actively to really like change anything or to really make anything that you want it to be then you're just going to be stuck in this loop and eventually you're going to use that last ship and they're the next person could have been it, you know, the next two people could have been it for. Okay. Okay. But, okay. but I would also argue that, hang on. Um, I would also argue that non-monogamy is the best time to be exploring everything that you want. So when you're staying single and choosing to just protect yourself in that way, like how are you ever even going to know how far you've come along in either healing or how, how are you ever going to know what is actually out there? And the potential. So I, so I guess my definition, I know everybody, it changes, it varies. So my definition of single, I guess would be the, what's, what she said, the non monogamy. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I got you. Got you. I think that's what my definition of single is, is I'm not tied to any one person, but I'm just like exploring. Mm -hmm said streets mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i mean it becomes kind of like a power struggle with yourself when you're when you're telling yourself that i give too much maybe that's like the good part of you is that you are able to do that and compartmentalize i guess between the different relationships and if you can find a way to do that safely where like there's no surprises there's no like oh, you know, she didn't know that I was seeing this other person. So then there's not the pressure on you for that or like whatever. I think you'd be more comfortable where you're at. If you could just be honest with your partners, even like, look, this is what I'm looking for. And there's definitely like a niche for this. Like you have to look for these people that are going to be okay with what you're doing yeah, and what your goal is. But I mean, this is something that I went through. It took me months before I found my ex-boyfriend that we were together for, you know, 10 months, whatever and we were open, it took me a long time to get to the headspace where like, I wasn't just being jaded and whatever. I was actually just actively looking for the relationships that were going to suit, that were going to serve my needs and that I could continue to serve those people without feeling used, abused, or, you know, like just drained. 
Like I truly had very meaningful connections with multiple people that I was with. And it was because I painted that picture myself where, you know, there wasn't a pressure to get married or anything, but there was a pressure to still be treated right. And for me to treat them right. Yeah. <laughs> Loving all this. God <laughs> damn. God damn. Uh, what's, mean... what's the next question? <laughs> <laughs> so is there a trend, I guess, um, for all of your relationships? Um, okay, hold on. Trap, since you're in like a new relationship and it's going well and all these things, have you noticed any like trends from your previous relationships that maybe you've either held on to or you've decided mm -mm, I can't do that to this one hmm. have you had like the the come to Jesus moment with yourself on that I think for me my I would say for me with what makes this different than other relationships that I think that I wasn't really doing so I feel like in my last relationships everything was boyfriend and girlfriend boyfriend and girlfriendy like everything felt like this is what a boyfriend and girlfriend should be doing versus like no this is like like what I like doing you know and I think for me just I I really appreciate my alone time and I think Hermit yeah right yeah yeah y'all know <laughs> but i think that having my girlfriend in that space with me during that time and it not being an issue at all was really where like things changed for me for like it could be as simple as just me relaxing watching anime or something like that and her just being there watching it too or like me just you know just go doing something normal that maybe i didn't really factor into, oh, my girlfriend could be doing this with me too. And I think that just having her in spaces that I always felt like were exclusive to me was where I think is like the biggest difference for me from my past relationships. Cause like, I think just in general, I'm a very like meticulous, uh, meticulous, or is that a word? Meticulous. Meticulous. Yeah. Meticulous and calculated and like, <laughs> organizational and plan type of guy so i feel like everything that i was like basing before was kind of like oh this is what i should be doing with my girlfriend oh this is what i want to be doing with my girl where now it's just like i'm doing this with like my person you know it's not it's not really like a label partner. or anything yeah it's like it's like truly friend partner mm -hmm. someone who i really feel like you know i can just really be myself around and also it's not really something where I think like I should be doing, you know, it's something that's just like, we both want to do and we genuinely enjoy doing. So I think yes. kind of, I think kind of just taking that element off of it, where it's just like, Oh, we're in a relationship. We should be doing blah, blah, blah. No, it's just like, Hey, let's, let's just, let's just keep it simple. And this is what we're, this is what we both genuinely want to do. And I think just kind of letting loose of that pressure, I guess I want to say, because I think like there was always, a pressure on my mind of like, oh, you know, you need to make sure you keep, you keep your, uh, your girlfriend or your partner, uh, satisfied and, and engaged. Like, I think there was just always that inherent pressure that I probably put on myself a lot too, that I think 
I just stopped doing not saying like, I, you know, I don't have like that saying I just naturally do it now for her versus like telling myself, no, you have to do this. If that, and I feel like that, that was kind of a long winded answer, but, uh, but that's where my that's head good. was at. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the things that come more naturally now. It's not yeah. like a, I have to buy flowers for this girl. Right. I think that's, part about developing a relationship is that you start to realize like all the bullshit that you did before and some of that is part of your like your love language like I'm a gift giver like whatever mm -hmm. you know something like that but all these things that we've done in previous relationships that didn't work out and we're like oh I always bought her flowers I always did this I always did this for her and it was just always taken for granted it's like maybe it wasn't taken for granted you just weren't really speaking to her needs or to her love language mm -hmm. and and it, you didn't get taken advantage of. It just wasn't, it, it just didn't fit. Right. You know, people do like the unnatural things, I think, which like, I'm sorry, not a lot of people just give flowers naturally. That's not a natural thing anymore. That's just like the chivalry thing. That's the, that's the thing to do. That's like the, you know what I'm saying? Like when really all we want to do is be heard, <laughs> mm -hmm. hey. listen to. Unintended. Right. No. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And like, there's uh, also two where kind of to, to jump back on just real quick, some of the previous things we were talking about. Uh, I think another difference that I noticed too, like when, when Matt was talking about how, you know, the not knowing what you don't know. Right. And, and this might be something that like Matt was saying, I can work on this. I think I want to talk about real quick, just like, I think delivery is always very, very important when it comes to expressing your, your feelings in a relationship, because things in the, like, for example, like when, um, after me and my girlfriend became official, it was kind of like, there was, there was one conversation we had where she was talking to me and she was like, Hey, uh, I, now, when I say this, I don't think it's anything that you're doing out of like intention or or this is, you know, how you are a person. I think it's more so just that you've been so accustomed to being by yourself for so long that you don't even realize and notice it because you're an attentive person. You're a, you're a genuine and caring person. So I do feel like there are times sometimes, you know, you might forget I'm there or like you like, or like for out, whatever. And it's just, you know, just, Hey, um, I'm your girlfriend. I'm here. Just like, you know, little things that maybe that you're just accustomed to doing because you've always been by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, that's like, that's right. And the next hermit. Right. And so, but then like, you know, I, I, I listened to that, but then like the, the next weekend after we were just chilling on a Sunday, she was like, Hey, so I definitely did notice that you were doing X, Y, and Z. And I appreciate you for doing that. And like, you know, I'm, I'm happy that you did that. And it was kind of like, I was like, Oh, like I just naturally, I just, it, it just, I just did that, you know, but it wasn't really something where I was kind of like, Oh, I remember anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I remembered our conversation. I remember what we had, what we were, but I think the fact that, the way that she had presented it, because I think in the past yeah, I probably would have, yeah, I probably would have thought like, ah, you're kind of like you're nitpicking and, and and really like coming at me as, at my character and things. And no, she wasn't. She was like, she knows, 
she knows how I am as a person. So she knows that it was really more so mm -hmm. just a product of me adjusting to now, like fully being in a relationship. So I think when it comes to uh, pointing out these, these certain things, delivery I like is her. very important. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like her. her too. I like her for you. Yeah, no, her, just it her is. being able to say it to you like that, I think so fire. Cause like, like you just said, delivery is everything. That could have come off so many different ways right. that would have like antagonized you. Yeah. That could have definitely turned into a fight. Like <laughs> yeah, right. just on some well, the feedback too. It's always so nice to hear feedback. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Where no, it, and it's positive really. feedback. Like it's not all negative. It's not like I hate when you do this. It's literally like I like did you did you just see how well we maneuvered that argument or like whatever? Like me and my boyfriend mm -hmm. always think about that. Like things right. that we used to scream and yell about and now like they just go through like a regular conversation because we've taken into consideration what we have said over and over again about like I hate when you do this, I hate when you do that. So we actually sew things down. Literally after we have an argument that went really well, I always say that went really well. Thank you for <laughs> like calming down. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for like whatever. And he says the same thing. And like for both of us, I don't think either one of us have ever had a partner that did that. Not successfully anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? It's and it sounds like it sounds like your girlfriend like really communicates in, in a more effective way where it's not like beating you down like well you do this this and this yeah. it's more so she's acknowledging the why the what and you know and the how like she's acknowledging right. those things so that's i'm so happy. like not even just happy for you but that like just seeing that people have gone that way in relationships versus like like the red flags for instance he does this all the time. I'm just done. Instead of that, she's taking it like he does this. I'm not done. We're going to work on this because it's not a non-negotiable. Right. And I think that like really for me personally is very fitting for my needs because like y'all know me like when it comes to drama or anything, like I really just kind of like, yo, I don't. I don't got the time, time to go. Yeah, right. <laughs> so in the past, yeah, right. <laughs> like I feel like in the past relations I've been, I've, I've dated people who are when it comes to disagreements they're a lot more fiery than i am and sometimes when like you were saying helen where it was like oh i hate when you do this i hate when you do that i think in the past i would just kind of then at that point sometimes just kind of then just disconnect because i'm just like shut down like look this is not the way that i like to be communicating mm -hmm. talk to so like at this point mm -hmm. i'm just gonna let you get your shit off but i'm gonna listen i'm gonna try to adhere to it but at the same time like this is not really how i want to go about it and like i'm willing to to you know to compromise and listen but when i feel like that's not being reciprocated then it's like i think a lot of times i would disconnect or i would kind of <clears throat> brush it under the rug and kind of point it to attribute it to that oh this is what happens in relationships we get into arguments we fight but more so uh -huh. instead of actually recognizing this is not a form of communication that I prefer or that I really think is going to be beneficial to me really growing and progressing in this relationship. But I always just kind of attributed it. Oh, no, these are the bumps in the roads that you go through in a relationship. But it wasn't until this one. I mean, now we're like, if we have any sort of disputes or like disagreements, it feels like a healthy conversation. And that's what I've that's what I feel like I need. Like, you know, obviously mm -hmm. it's not always going to be, I understand there are going to be times where like emotions can be high, but I feel like starting off that way, I guess, yeah, that, that'd be a red flag for me. Like starting off that way. If for like now, if I'm like, if I were to 
you know, meet someone and that was like their way of communicating, I would be like, ah, yeah, this, I don't know. Like <laughs> to the streets. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I think, yeah, that is my, yeah. Oh, Trev. Oh, <laughs> Trev. So it sounds like you guys are all, I mean, it doesn't sound like you guys are all really close, very involved, I think, in each other's like sex lives, like <laughs> <be>. relationships. <laughs> How far do you think is too far when it comes to talking to your friends about your relationships as far as like, oh, we had a fight again last night? Like, what, where do you guys draw the line for? Those kind of communications <laughs> with your friends. I'll go. So, me and Jordan have no boundaries. <laughs> say, Sounds I have to like stop it. Doing that. Yeah, me and Jordan have no boundaries. Mm-hmm. But the, the one caveat that we do have is we always say to each other before we're about to go on a, a negative rant hey, just be mindful what you say to me about this person because this will be my opinion of them from now on. Even if y'all get back right, yeah this is what i think so just always know so but outside of that there's literally nothing that we don't tell each other about yeah. each other's business and and the, and the women know that like i i ain't even gonna bother and say don't tell jordan because i know you're gonna tell <laughs> i'm like i'm glad you know i'm glad you know bros before hoes right Bert in there. I wouldn't, wouldn't Bert and Ernie before squirting spermy. Aladdin before Jasmine. I mean, that's a. I mean, that's a good, good point that you brought up, Matt. Because that's like for me, I try to be mindful of like what I do disclose about the situation. Because, like you said, like mm-hmm. especially if it's someone that you know, like I, you know, see a future with. I don't want that I don't want any of like my close people to have any sort of like sour taste in their mouth. Right. So it's like, I try, if I really do want insight, I'll try to present enough details that don't like really skew my friend's thoughts of how she is as a person. If, you know, if that's how I've always dealt with in the past where it's like, Hey, look, this is like kind of need your opinion on this situation. Uh, but it's, it's, I definitely do disclose certain things just for the sake of, I don't, yeah, I don't want, I don't want that to ruin like the relationships that she's built with my friends as well. And I, and I definitely, for me, there's certain, there's certain things I like to just keep between us and that like have us handle, but there's definitely some times Mm -hmm. where it's like, dang, like I'm kind of like at a crossroads and I do need like some sort of like insight from, friend uh, a friend so yeah i yeah. think that to what matt said like like you said yeah just keep in mind you know <laughs> it's it's also knowing your friends and knowing when they're just talking shit because they're venting yes too as well exactly. like, like i know like when any of these guys are coming to me and they're just upset and they're just like just running their mouth it's like all right i'm gonna listen to you but you know <laughs> i ain't gonna like you know put too much to put too much salt on this shit versus like oh mm-hmm. no this really upset you like this really right. bothered you oh yeah fuck her Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's, it's definitely you could definitely tell you know when you've been around somebody for a super long time like you know when they just want to just blow off some steam like yeah get your shit off king versus like oh wait she did what <laughs> hey, yeah. where oh. she live at you got gas <laughs> we I think out. my boyfriend's finally at the point where he understands 
when I just need to vent and then versus like when I need him to talk. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Cause there's shit. times when I go to him. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. 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 No, you're great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. It all froze. But um, like, cause there's times when I go to him and I'm literally like, like an argument ensues and it's like, I wasn't trying to go here. I really just wanted you to hear me out and it's not even about you. So, right. you know, but that's in like the relationship, but I've definitely learned the same thing as you guys. Like, I, I wish that my friends could take what I say with a grain of salt, but girls, I feel like are so different. Like girls are so, I mean, we try so hard to be like the independent ones and automatically that just means to break up and be single. Right. Like that's just hey, from my not us. <laughs> no, I mean like it, that's just agree. What, that's what I've learned this last. Yeah. Well, it's like you go to your girlfriends and you think that you're just going to vent and you're expecting them to just listen. But then they're the ones that are like, fuck him, fuck break him, up with him. You don't need him. Like all this stuff. And it's like, that's not what I wanted to hear. <laughs> and also now you definitely have the wrong opinion of my boyfriend and I don't have the energy to change your mind. Cause it's not my responsibility. Girl, I already, I already booked and... our tickets to Tulum. <laughs> <laughs> are those friends single? <laughs> are my friends single? No, are single? those friends that say that to you? Are they single? Usually. Um. <laughs> they have cats. No, actually, they're the ones that are in the relationship. But honestly, a lot of my friends that have their relationships on social media, like everything is on social media, like all the good stuff anyways. So it's like, of course, you have that opinion. Like, is your relationship really that perfectly? I'm sure you guys go through the same shit, you know, it's just different when you hear from somebody else because you're like, hmm. I said, and then then would they want that response from you if, if they were to come to you and say, yeah, I'm going through such and such would they appreciate you saying oh fuck him like leave him and all this other stuff exactly exactly i mean i had somebody tell me the other day like and i just hung up the phone on her honestly and i don't normally do that to people but i just hung up the phone because i was like i'm not doing this with you she's talking about some like well i guess just be a single mom and all this stuff and i'm like that's not happening that's not what i said here yeah we're just going through some things she said, like, Girl, I, I don't know where you got that out of there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I was literally like, and it, so it baffled me. It was like, what I was telling her wasn't even like a big deal, but that's where I like had to draw the line now with that friend where I'm like, I'm not going to you anymore for anything. I don't yeah. like, I think, I think there's that boundary with certain friends. Like you said, you have to be able to gauge the friend that you're talking to. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to help me here? Or are they going to like bring me back to like a bad spiral? <laughs> so all I said was he left the door unlocked. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and sometimes I'm just kind of like, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, yo, that's just, do you, you actually want to like listen and like help me out? Because like, <laughs> right. that's so easy to say, Oh, just leave him, Huh? <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> how long did it take you to think of that <laughs> that wasn't in my cards like i wasn't yeah that wasn't what i was asking believe me i'm a grown-ass woman i make up my mind like myself if i was trying to leave somebody i would do it i don't have to come to you for that advice right you know so it's like i, I wasn't even i don't know I, just like i said like you just have to be sure who you're going to is going to be helpful and not like detrimental to your mental health even Right. Um. All right. There's another 
thing that I wanted to talk about, and this comes up, I think, in all relationships, all situations, primarily when you, you know, feel attacked and stuff. But what kind of deep insecurities do you have that holds you back from your greatest communication? Oh, wow. wait, say, say that one more time. Wow. Deep insecurities that hold me back from my communication, from communicating. Effect. So like. Yeah, so communication, because I believe insecurities come up a lot in communication. And I just want to know what your guys' opinion or, you know, what your beliefs maybe are or your understanding of the correlation. Um, I'd probably say uh, my fear of vulnerability. Um, I felt like in past relationships my vulnerability was seen as a weakness to my partner. And that ended mm-hmm. up, you know, going, Fuck her. going left. Exactly. Fuck her, girl. <laughs> Fuck him, girl. <laughs> At the same time, you know, I also noticed that, like, all right, you know, there are some things that I have, to, I have to look at internally. All right, so why exactly, you know, did they, were they turned off or did they leave? Yada, yada, yada. Um, and that was kind of like the turning point of, okay, well, vulnerability is really a strength. You're opening yourself up to this person and allowing yourself to um, kind of just be like transparent and honest with that person. And that can allow you to grow. However, some people don't necessarily uh, interpret, in, interpret? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> interpret your vulnerability the way that you intend it to be, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, well. <laughs> so I guess, for example, like, <laughs> let's just say I told a past woman I was dating that I, that I cried today or something, for whatever the reason may be. My dad said, fuck you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> fuck you, dad. <laughs> but, you know, I've been called like, oh, you need to man up. Stop acting like a bitch. I thought I was the girl in this relationship. For the longest time, yeah, I thought I was the girl in this relationship. For the longest time, I'm like, damn, like, okay, so I can't really open up completely to anybody without feeling like I'm weak or without feeling like I'm not deserving of um, the right love, the right love for me. Uh, So I guess, like, still to this day, I'm kind of like, I'll give you, like, 73%. (laughs) Seventy-three <laughs> percent. You, you said seven two three percent. Are we going backwards? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess that's that, I guess I could be considered insecurity. I, I don't know. No, nah, no, nah, that's that's I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Yeah. Trav, you want to go next? You want to go next? I'm perfect. Trav said my life is great. My mind, what you said? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's because he doesn't even know what he wants. <laughs> I feel attacked. Um, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you good. Can you hear me okay? We hear you okay. great. Um, I mean, what you said, you were like, <laughs> you said something about your vulnerability makes you feel like you're not worthy of the love that you want. That's ridiculous because I feel like if they can't handle your vulnerability, some, one of the greatest things that you personally can offer, then they aren't good enough for your for your vulnerability. Right. Like, I, I I don't see the correlation between the two. Like, I, I just, I think you need to flip that. 
Well, now flip, um, flip the script there. Yeah, now I kind of really don't care. I'm just like, I'm me, and whoever's gonna love me is gonna love me. Mm -hmm. love it, so exactly. But yeah. I like to hear. Yeah. I think for me, before it was like, I guess similar to hoods in a sense, but I think like whenever I would meet, you know potential partners or girls that I wanted to date. I feel like I was, I'm a very open person. So like, I think there was that, I guess that, that fear of opening up too much. And then like basically letting them in on a lot of things that mm. maybe I should take my time more so with letting them mm. in on. But okay, okay. but like it was always like kind of an internal dilemma because I was always, I would always think, well, if they don't accept me for me, then fuck them, like you know, like. But then it was just like there's always then, but you know, you want to ease your way into certain things, and it was always like kind of like a seesaw for me. It was like going back and forth of like finding a balance of like, yo, you can still be open, but you can also keep certain things to you at, but like open up more so open up about them as they mm -hmm. as you progress but then there's another there was always another part of me where i was like but i feel like i'm compromising myself and it's just kind of like i don't i i wouldn't want you know that person to then like learn something about and it's not like i was like hiding anything crazy but it was just like i wouldn't want to get to a point where like, oh i didn't I, I i wouldn't expect that about you it was like well i i i was always afraid of like that happening but it was kind of like well i'm not gonna be reserved and not really like t like express who i am as a person to the, to this mm -hmm. someone else but you know i also don't want to feel like you know i'm compromising myself you know i'm always like well it's just felt like sometimes you know i, I didn't feel like that was being reciprocated so it would kind of like then then it would kind of affect me from even just trying to pursue in general. Cause there was like a period of time where, you know, I just was like, nah, I'm not even going to entertain even trying to get to know people on that level because I don't want to risk revealing too much about myself and then getting hurt. So I think trying to find that balance of just what can I share and what shouldn't I share? Yeah. Well, and I would argue that that kind of like, creates a roadblock for communication where this person obviously because you've chosen to hide certain things from them they mm. don't know about those things so maybe it comes up in like a joke or like they might think it's okay but you're deep down you're like why would they say that and it's like you dummy you're the reason they said that yeah. because <laughs> you haven't you haven't told them right but that's like a sensitive <laughs> thing you know and that goes back to like why insecurities come up so much in communication and it's not even just like a he knows that I'm sensitive about my fat rolls or something like that it's literally like an insecurity as far as like I don't know how to communicate this certain need or feeling that I'm having and I'm feeling insecure about it and now this whole feeling of me not knowing how to deal with this is actually creating more conflict because you know, we're trying to communicate, but I don't even know where my thoughts are in this and I don't feel comfortable sharing it. And it's not always because of them. It's just because like you said, I'm being careful or I think that I'm protecting myself. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, self-preservation is such a natural mm-hmm. thing for us to do, like protecting yourself. But I think the true vulnerability comes like what you said, Hood, <laughs> um, Steve. Better than Steve. Is Steve. Like, <laughs> <laughs> At least that's Steve. my real name. No, I like Steve. <laughs> I like Steve. <laughs> but like i mean like what you said like like you're gonna i'm gonna give you what i need to give you in order for you to understand me that doesn't necessarily mean that i have to tell you every little detail about what i've gone through but i want to have like more of an open dialogue where like you at least know some parts of me to understand maybe why i might think a certain way or you know yep why i might want this out of a relationship and not that mm-hmm. and i think that was key for me to to learn and understand because i think those those things that you just mentioned were things that i was kind of holding to myself you know i was just like well you know i don't want to i don't i always felt like it would be a making i don't want to make a big deal of it but it's like it's not really a big deal it's just you know just being open and honest about what's going on in your mind and how you're feeling and i think it took mm-hmm. time to fully realize that and not really you know think that it was a problem uh-huh. okay okay <laughs> okay yeah. okay breaking down walls here <laughs> did you did you want to go sir no, no. <laughs> all right uh so yeah i know exactly what mine is and i feel like i've talked about it before on here so my my biggest trigger like of anything like a pet peeve, a, a tick, a thing that sets me off, you will get no faster reaction out of me than when I feel like my feelings are being dismissed or like I'm not being heard. It's like my biggest thing. And that comes from my childhood. So it's just like, you know, a lot of kids in the black community, like you'll hear like a lot of said like they didn't feel like they had a voice as a kid. So to go off Jordan's favorite word, gaslighting, my mom being white, I was encouraged to have an opinion, but my opinion was never validated. So it's like, I was encouraged to speak up and voice my opinion, have thoughts and, you know, go against the grain. But when I would voice concerns or thoughts and opinions on shit, they would always be shut down like 100% of the time. And mm-hmm. growing up like that is I developed like a chip on my shoulder, which I think is why I gravitated towards like public speaking so much and like talking and engagement and performing. It's like, it's just a, it was a way for me to express myself. It was a way for me to like say things and then be re- them being received. So like my biggest thing for communication for me, mm-hmm. if I'm getting into like an argument or a discussion or a debate with somebody and I feel like they're starting to like diminish what I'm saying, or they don't want to hear what I'm saying, or they're like cutting me off. And it's something that I'm working on and Jordan can attest to it. I have a bad habit of talking over people. And I think that comes from, cause I'm trying to get my shit off. I want you to hear me so I can get my point across before I think that you're about to shut down and you don't wanna hear what I have to say. So that's definitely a thing for me that affects communication. Cause like once that happens, I'm just in argument mode. I just don't even really want to talk anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to get my point across, whether it's aggressively or if it's in a healthy way or it's in a toxic way. And that usually does get me into like arguments and relationships that don't need to turn into arguments. But I've since learned and talking to you like last season helped me like realize that, that that's like a trigger for me. Cause I didn't really know mm-hmm. what it was, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely, you know, just like getting my point across or like having my, my, 
my feelings validated or like or not that'll like be my thing so like all right fuck this conversation you about to get these bars now i have the time today mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to like really pick and choose your battles i think in every relationship oh, I used to like pick you have to just de- you have to decide like what is gonna disrupt <laughs> like what am i about to allow to disrupt whatever i have going on you know like this person might have me in this moment but can I take like a few moments to try to revisit and let them know just how important it is for me to be heard even if they don't necessarily understand what I need right now I need them to understand that they at least are giving me the opportunity to explain myself and that they're listening and that's something because I struggle with the same thing with as you like I talk over people or like I, I project almost and right. I've had to slow down a lot with my boyfriend because he's not really the best. I mean, now he's he's doing really well with communication and like he's always been very, you know, reciprocal and, you know, but like over time, I've had to not speak over him because myself making assumptions about what he's about to say mm-hmm. or what he might be feeling based off of maybe one little thing that he said and I might have even been completely wrong or I might have been completely right but I still didn't give him the opportunity to say it himself and that's when he would always freak out and say that I just wasn't listening and I didn't hear him and all this stuff and I that like kind of broke my heart a little bit because here I am thought the amazing and I was listening to him and I really what I was doing was I was projecting you know and I wasn't really giving him the floor that he needed. Word. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was the question again? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we were talking about insecurities, I think, still with communication and like how that affects your communication. Like, what is something that comes up for you in like regular conversation that just automatically either shuts you down or like, Maybe you realize I said this because I was feeling insecure about this, but it wasn't really that personal. It wasn't that serious or something like that. Like what? Um, That's hard hard to answer because I don't really feel like I'm. I don't know if insecure is the right word for me. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, next question. I don't know. <laughs> That's hard for me. That's all right. That's all right. Um, okay, I guess describe, this isn't really in my questions anymore, but something that I would like to explore, I guess, is what would you describe as like your ideal situation for being in love? Like, I know, I know what you were saying. You said, like, I want to see the moon in this person's eyes, basically. Like, infatuation. Like, yes. I want I just want a bitch who's not going to cheat on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a woman who's, like, going to love me and not, like, suck another nigga dick or, like, for some run to another nigga for, like, emotional support. <laughs> Like, don't cheat on, don't emotionally cheat on me. Don't physically cheat on me. Don't like spiritually cheat on me. Don't get an apartment behind my back. Like, mm-hmm. actually, like, oh, he going, he going, like, off. actually, like, Ooh, actually, like, don't, going into like, this. like, don't try to, like, you know, 
you know, don't gaslight this man. Don't gaslight me. Don't like have another nigga in the background for like months and then try to like send me to jail and then reveal that you're oh, with God. this nigga now. <laughs> and then like, like don't like, don't like, don't be in a relationship with a nigga since fourth grade and then try to have a baby with me. And then like come out and say that you've been in love with this nigga for years. And like, he's just been in the background forever. Like, I just want like actual truth, like actual love. Like I just want actual honesty. Like I just want motherfuckers to like actually not do nut shit. Like that's, the only thing that no I want don't shit. have a don't have a husband, don't have a boyfriend, <laughs> don't have a side nigga. You know what I mean? Don't leave me for your sister. Don't, you know, leave me for your family or whatever. Like actually support me. Don't feel jealous of my support system. Wait, who left somebody for your sister? We'll 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 get back to that. Don't don't friend don't, of the pod, friend of the pod. Don't don't uh you know, don't be jealous of my support system. Don't be like upset that like my siblings are like doper than yours and my hey, parents we actually are, like are. love me and shit. Like don't feel like it's a competition all the fucking time. Actually fucking like, you know, know how to take care of yourself. Where's and the don't sound rely bar? on me to <laughs> you get fucking yourself cook. <laughs> like just simple shit. And I've never asked for like certain things in my relationship. I always was like, oh, if you can't do X, Y, and Z, cool, I can do it for the both of us. And I've never had like standards or anything. I've never put pressure on women to like be in a certain physical shape or know how to knit a fucking scarf or anything. I've never <laughs> asked anybody to do anything. I've only asked motherfuckers to like genuinely love me. And that still was fucking hard for 99.9, a hundred percent of these bitches. It's been hard for them. So you know, I'm I'm still optimistic because number one, I have like I've seen firsthand good, solid, genuine, supportive women in my lifetime. I've seen that. I'm related to a lot of them. And I've seen a lot of women get dogged by men. So I'm I'm optimistic that there is somebody out there, or maybe two women out there for me. But in my time being here, my 30 years of being here and my 15 years of actively you fucking. Know, fucking and dating, it's just been <laughs> hell. It's been hell, you know? It's It's been hell. I'm, I'm literally a babysitting ATM out here. And for the people who are like, being a dad isn't babysitting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but in their eyes, that's what I am and whatever. So... Is there a little bit of jadedness? Of course there fucking is. But, you know, I'm trying my best to remain the same Jordan I was at 15 years old, you know, when I was innocent and not like heartbroken and shit. I'm fighting very fucking hard to be that person. So hopefully that answered your question. Plus, plus. Thank you. Thank you. I, was, I, I had to make up for the last question. <laughs> They've been waiting a while to get that off. My yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm on mic today. <laughs> I'm on my daddy. He had time. Oh, my daddy. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm glad I'm glad I went first. <laughs> y'all niggas got. Yeah. I, had, I had so many questions. I had so many questions through all of that. And I'm <laughs> tempted to now on the podcast even ask about that whole sister thing. 
but we'll, we'll I think talk. That that's a little too. I don't know. <laughs> Where do you want to begin? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. Oh no, we're losing. I just want to apologize to you for what to, but you know, but you know, that's not the end all be all. I think there comes a time when you just can't keep look for those things to keep happening and you just have to remain hopeful you know that's I'm just tired. my honest opinion you sound like you need a real nice dirt nap at this point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Vegas>. uh, <laughs> oh, so man. that being said that being said, and I think that this might even be one of the final questions, unless if something else comes up. He's like, damn, that do... did... I'm ready to go after that. <laughs> yeah, that was a he little. He said, I need a hug. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. No, it's all good. Um, do you believe in the phrase, when you know, you know? No. I believe when you think you know, you know. <laughs> Ooh. So that you can't see it. Yeah, you can't see it. <laughs> you can feel it. <laughs> I mean, because like, you know, you can say you know, and then you end up divorced. And then did you actually know? I, I knew I was going to get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was in love. I, I, just, I, I just knew that was on but the see, table. I, and see, and when I'm I met her. i be honest, I think I knew too. When I met her, I thought I knew. Exactly. You thought you knew. I, it's, I it's, I knew. It's, 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 I know, but do they know? Oh, do they know? Because you could this 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 one thousand percent of thing is one one side of the fatuation. Hey, you could definitely be on like a totally different tier of commitment than the person that you're with. And if like, cause 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 who's gonna honestly say that? If if you if you love your significant other more. They're not gonna say that, like, oh, I think you love me more than I love you. Let's we should probably like reevaluate that, especially like depending on where y'all are at in y'all relationship. Like, they're they're not no no one's gonna cop to that because there's no there's no comfortable way to have that conversation. Like, yo, you're way more invested in this than I am. Like, I'm you can have that conversation like early in the game, like maybe like before a title like answers in, but you know, like once you get past, you know, like kids, if we're talking about marriage, like how you how do you say to your spouse? Yeah, think you might be a little bit more into this than I am. <laughs> don't know, don't know what we're gonna do about that. <laughs> but that, yeah, that is really tough. Yeah. I've been waiting all night for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I would say for yourself, that's a thing. Like if you know, you know. But it's like you can't project your no to their no because you know. That's you don't know. You don't know. You don't, you don't. You don't know what you don't know. You know. <laughs> if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think you do know for yourself. Yeah, and and like like you said, there's. <laughs> I, I've definitely felt like, in, in in the past, I was like, oh yeah, I think I could, you know, I think this is what it feels like. But maybe I actually did it because. Where I'm at now is totally different than like the feeling I have now that like I said that I was feeling in the past is not yeah. is not the same at all what I'm feeling right now. That's another so, thing. Um I it's but the thing that you know what though? The thing that's like very, very, very different in 
the the past versus now was that it was said to me first mm. and like i thought i felt the same way back but i feel like i was more so speaking in the moment and not really like and and not really like speaking from like truly how i felt it was just kind of like oh i think this is what i feel and i'm thinking this is how it should go where now like you know when we first said those words to each other like it just kind of just happened and it came like at a and it came like as we were driving back from fucking uh seeing my friend matt abel's pop punk concert show like it just it was like it was just a, an Mets obs- on Mets on Mets. yeah it was just an obscure night where like you just like don't expect it didn't expect it to like he randomly text me yesterday but it just happened during like a time where i didn't expect to like just openly talk about it and i and like that experience was just a hundred and ten percent different than like when I was dating my ex in college and I had said to her, like, oh, yeah, I love you. But it was like it felt more so like oh, I'm just, like I was just kind of reciprocating it just to kind of saying it back. Yeah, this <laughs> just felt right. like, like we, we we talked about it, you know, it wasn't even like like it wasn't like, oh, I love you. Oh, I love you, too. All right, cool. That's what it was like in the in like in, in the past. But like I'm like, that wasn't really. Love, I don't think like it, like, it didn't it didn't. Yeah. And even at the time when I said it, it didn't feel like it. But yeah. like, I think I was telling myself it, it was, but it was like, and I think too, it's like, it's such a word that you use loosely now where like, I really try to, when I tell people I love them, like, no, nah, I really do mean that now. Like, I'm okay. not saying that, like, just to be like, oh, no, no, I really, hey, you know, I love you. Like, like, oh, I, I, yeah. I really, I really fuck with you. No, just say that. Yeah. I really fuck with you. Like, it, it, I think that's maturity. That's yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. But Trav, you well, said and like I think oh, in college, yeah. like you can't expect at least ninety percent of those relationships to last once you leave college <laughs> or once you change semesters <laughs> even. Yeah. Because like just everything in college is so impermanent. And I found that out and it was like mm-hmm. I was trying trying so hard to hold on to some of these connections and i was like the only reason i'm friends with you the only reason i'm dating you the only reason i like you is because we're in the same group convenience (laughs) proximity like literally out of convenience college dating is such a joke and like i get it it works for some people i'm happy for you like out there listening oh i'm dating my high school sweetheart or i'm married to my college whatever like good for you i'm glad it worked out but majority of those connections are convenience (laughs) and tinder Trav, you you definitely said something that's like super duper like prevalent in my life, which I don't think I've ever even had this conversation with y'all, like or anybody out loud. But Trav said something about you know going along the if you know you know. He's just like, yeah, I might have felt that way at that time, but what if that feeling changes? So it's like, have y'all ever been dealing with somebody? Didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be a girlfriend. Could have been someone that you were just sleeping with, fucking with a friend. And like nothing went wrong, but you just woke up one day just not interested in that person anymore. Yeah. Like you just like just the feelings just changed. Like mm-hmm. I think that that's like my biggest fear about getting into another relationship. That like I'll take all the steps and make all the adjustments and acquiesce my kids to this person, and we'll like be in love and the shit will be cool. And then one day I'll just wake up and I'll just be like, yeah, I don't want to be here no more. But it's just like, how do I do that? Well, 
to this person. Exactly. I mean, the relationship is always a risk regardless. But I don't think I, I don't, I've never had that fear before. Oh. Like previous relationships, like I was in it. Mm. Like my relationship with like both my kids' moms or my, my longest relationship was about four and a half, five years. Like at no point in time, and I, I, and I didn't end any of those relationships. Those, those all ended not by my accord, different circumstances, but at no point in time in any of those relationships, what did I ever check out? Like I was like invested, I was in it, but it's just like now having been through where I've been, I've had that happen in like situationships that I've been in. Like they've been great. They've been awesome. We be vibing. They check off boxes that I have. I check off boxes that they got. Everything's cool. And it's like, I went to sleep one day, really liking you a lot. And then I woke up one day, it's like, oh, yeah, that's the homie. It's just like, I'm just not as pressed mm-hmm. to hang out with you every day anymore. And it's just like, it's not even anything that they did wrong. And it's just like, I think that that's like a super big fear of mine that it's like, I'll, I'll take that step. I'll cash in that last chip. We'll be four or five years and I wake up when they're like, fuck. Nope. Cause it's like, I wouldn't have it in me to then, I think that I would just go through the motions at that point. I would just suck that shit up. But like, I don't, Ooh. I love this person, but I don't necessarily want to be here anymore. Yeah, but you don't think it would be different if you're in a relationship? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I would hope so. For five years, I don't, how possible would it, really, would it really be for you to just wake up one day and be like, yeah. That happened to me on the inverse. My relationship that I was in with for five years, we were together from the time she was, I was, we were together from the time I was 19 till 22, 23, and she was 18 to 22. And I know we were super young, but we were together that whole time, like always together. And I know like there was a lot of circumstances that might've led to that, but like she led no joke, legit woke up and was just like, yo, I've been with you since I was 18. I feel like I missed out on a lot of shit. She was just like, and we were living together at this point in time. She legit woke up one day. That and like, is such a yeah. yeah, and it's just like I I'm like, wait, feel what? like you're missing out on something. Yeah, that's like a, that's a painful thing to hear from somebody that like, yeah. oh, I felt like I missed out on this because because you're you're, you're, you're automatic life. like yeah a, yeah your automatic assumption is a man's like oh what you want to fuck other people because like what else are you missing out on? It's like yeah. I, you yeah. Go, like, what kind of things did you miss out on? Because I thought we were having fun. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, and I'm not that guy. I'm not possessive. I'm not like overbearing. Like, you want to go out with your friends? Have fun. Like, mm-hmm. just respect me when you're out there. Like, you want to do mm-hmm. this outside of me? I'm real big on like, yo, like Travis said, like, he's really big on his time. Like, that's his shit. He and everybody, you should have that. You'd always should have time to like get away from each other, to give each other mm-hmm. time to miss each other. So it's like. I was I was not that dude like oh you got to be up under me every second every every day this then the third so it's like when that shit legit came out of left field and we've we've made it on the other side and we like we're like friends and we like maintain a friendship for years and like she'll even say to me to this day like yo I don't know what I was thinking like I fucked I, I fumbled the bag when I did that and I was just like oh like where did that shit come from it's like she still to this day doesn't really know she was just like oh like I just feel like I was missing out on life haven't been with you for like five years as we started dating when I just turned eighteen. I was like, bitch, we was here. That was it. I was done. <laughs> I was just like, I, I fear that on the other side for me. Like, cause I wouldn't, I've been that person. I wouldn't want to do that to somebody. It's like, especially going back to like with my kids. Like, it's like, oh, now I have a relationship with my kids. How do I say to my daughters? Like, yeah, daddy don't really fuck with her no more. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. not, not gonna see her anymore. Sorry. <laughs> we live together. <laughs> we just bought this house. <laughs> I mean, I would just, I would just hope that is a. I mean, unfortunately, that's what a lot of people go through. But I feel like you, you can't. Oh, it's <laughs> rock paper scissors. Who gonna go first? <laughs> But, uh, since you got the shitty Wi-Fi, Helen, you go first. Thank you. No, Steve. I'm gonna be honest, because I hear everyone else super clear, but when you talk, it's like super, just like a normal in the room. Who, me or Stevie? Stevie. Oh. <laughs> He's bad. Was that who was talking? Or what? Were you talking? Was I talking over you? Y'all started. Y'all started talking at the same time. <laughs> yeah. See, and it's I like literally. I can't unless if I'm listening. I can't hear him because your guys' microphones are picking up and his isn't. So his his sound is literally just coming through the video microphone, not. Oh. And Yo, I just nigga. realized that. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> you, de- you defeated. <laughs> You like to speak in the Travs, Mike? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, I can hear you. <laughs> if you wanna... We're we're gonna assume, we're gonna assume that you've been good the whole time. <laughs> we're gonna hope. Yeah, I mean, I can I can hear you fine through the video, but picking up on the microphone because all of your microphones, I've heard you talking through, but not Steve. You know, that's what happens when you spend a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, roasted. What was the topic at hand before we uh, get off track? What were we talking about? Uh, yeah, answer. I'm sorry. Question. Y'all answered? Did we? Oh, okay. um, Y'all answered? Cool. I mean, the question was like, do you, was it like, do you know, basically? Uh, oh, yeah, that's why you had your think, You started it off. There. You were the first one to answer Yeah. That. Yeah, you yeah. got your bars off. Yeah, I got, I got, I got. My, I just didn't know if we transition. Uh, off mic, Stevie. Do you want to? I'm not really a hoe. <laughs> I just pretend I am. Defense mechanism. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because really I believe you. <laughs> nah, you you really are. I can attest. I can attest. But Miss uh, Miss Helen, do you have any any closing thoughts that you want to provide the room, the listeners, some things that you've learned and that we should know that that you've heard from us? What are some takeaways that you'd like to part on to us and to those who will be listening to this episode? Okay, so something that I've learned over the last year in my serious relationship. Um, and like I said, I truly believe that this is like the first actually safe relationship I've ever been in, um, is that nothing is all that serious. And so to be taking any sort of argument or anything so personally, rather than actually just dissecting every piece, the videos of it, I think that could save a lot of relationships from one day waking up and thinking, you know, how to go, I don't like you anymore to, okay, we're going to hold on a little bit longer and a little bit longer, and we're going to just keep going 
day by day to get better and better. And I'm not trying to change this person. I'm just trying to help the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's been my biggest takeaway this entire last year is that like the biggest things that I was doing wrong in relationships before was that I was just, I was just arguing. Mm-hmm. I was trying so hard to be heard that I wasn't actually speaking clearly and I wasn't actually listening in return. And then for you all, I think, I think you just need to keep having these conversations with each other and with other people, especially. And when you're in relationships, like really start to think about like, what did I do in my last relationship that, you know, might not have worked or like, is this actually something that I have to dump this person over? Or can I overlook this as something that maybe we can work on in the future? Agreed. And, And, uh, yeah, maybe just try to last a little bit longer. Just kidding. <laughs> like, like, I'm about to say, like, in the bedroom, because I'm good. You know? <laughs> Double up on my Bluetooth. I think I'm too long. <laughs> Double up on my Bluetooth. Bluetooth? Hey. Bluetooth. <laughs> Bluetooth. <laughs> and I think, oh, my and God. I- <laughs> it, it, the delay. Yeah. I, lo- the I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> oh, I made the connection, and now I'm... <laughs> Got it. Got I'm so weak. And the one oh, thing I want to say too love. that that you pointed out of like don't go into relationships trying to change a person. Go in go into it trying to build and grow with them because mm. If you go in trying to change them, you're trying to build. You're trying to change them for your world when the whole point of the relationship is to be our world. So mm. keep that in mind. And- well, and then the other person Damn. probably think the same way. Like, Jeez. how are you both gonna make yourselves fit each other's world? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we as the Ether Podcast family want to give a wholehearted thank you for moderating this episode picking our brains yes, yes. getting us to to be vulnerable and really opening up about our experiences with our relationships and things we want to see moving forward uh we also are wishing you healthy and super healthy super happy yes and do you do you know yet uh if you're having a boy or girl or are you waiting until oh i know we're having it we're having a baby girl girl. yeah and it's amazing because it's it's gonna be the first great child and it's the very first female to be born into this family Oh, oh wow. like it, like as far as like grandkids go. So He's like obviously like his mom and like his aunt, but like all of them have had only boys. So all of my boyfriend's cousins are all boys. So we're having the first girl. Uh, so we're really excited. And awesome. I've been having yeah, right. having a girl before we were even pregnant. So I just want to say that I like manifested that, but uh Well at least you know that <laughs> at least you know that uh if any if any guy ever breaks our heart. He's got. He's gonna break lot, your legs. He's got. A, he's got a lot of help. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that guy will have a lot of help for to pay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think like the the scariest part lately to me about raising a daughter has just been the fact that like 
and also like the most exciting part is that I have to teach her essentially without scaring her that her body is already having decisions made on it like there's already people out there that are talking about her sexuality and expecting like some sort you know and it it's scary as a mom now thinking about raising a daughter well damn thanks for fucking like that (laughs) (laughs) yeah matt you have any words no i like and that's not that's not that's not to like speak on all men or i mean even women like i get comments from women even about like my body and what i should be doing with it and all this stuff i'm just saying like i'm raising a daughter now in a society that while yes we're going towards like a very sex positive very like open culture for those things there's also still so many struggles as a woman like where people are constantly making judgments and decisions on my body and it's like my body's not only sexual talking now i now i have to teach her that now i get to teach her that you know but she'll definitely definitely have a knowledgeable and very insightful mother to help her and guide her in this cold and ignorant world but my golden advice for new parents it's the same advice i I give to everybody when that baby sleep you sleep (laughs) i don't care you not tired at all (laughs) you make yourself go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yes i can do dishes with her on my stomach on my chest like (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i'm really excited for all those things Oh, do you know when you're expecting? Yeah, eleven, eleven. That's my what? birthday. That's Trav's birthday. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, no eleven, way. eleven is my birthday. I hope, I hope she. I'm seriously like hoping that she comes on time because that would be just amazing. Eleven is like our mine and my boyfriend's like weird angel number that just has constantly shown up throughout our whole entire relationship. So it's weird that our baby is due on eleven, eleven. Also. It's a good day. But, it's a good uh, day. But it's yeah, good. it's a good day. <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> well, shit. Now, now when, when uh, my 30th comes this year, I'm going to be like, hey, so uh, <laughs> you got, yeah. check yeah, it in. Yeah, Everything go all right? Yeah, that yeah, baby. <laughs> That's my gift. I'll be sure to let you we know. We're going to Zoom call you. We're going to Zoom call you. Live from, live from the delivery room. <laughs> live from the delivery Zoom. <laughs> oh my God. And that's what either part is. Awesome, yo. No, we wish you and your boyfriend the best of luck. And hopefully, um, everything is going to go smooth as it possibly could, if it, if it will. And we want you to know that we're here to support and we are happy for you. We're happy Absolutely. for it. Uh, your situation. We're happy to see the progression that has come from season one. So. You've grown with the pod. Yes. <laughs> um, but as always, you are always going to be yeah. a guest on our podcast. If there's ever a time where you have a topic or anything in hand, you want to you wanna join and come record us, please let us know. Don't hesitate to reach out. We're always here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really proud of you guys for like sticking with this not saying that i didn't believe that you could but i mean podcasts are hard it's hard to get started it's hard to stay motivated so good for you guys good for you guys i know 
and you're hilarious every freaking episode it's like i don't know where you pull everything from but <laughs> off the top of the brain off the top of the dome yeah no rehearsal well of, of all the podcasts i feel like you guys bring so much energy every single time like there's never good. been like an episode i feel like where y'all are just like eh, we're not really feeling it like maybe one person isn't but it's still like such a good conversation we did. We did have one episode. Just never. It just never aired. Remember that one time? Oh, yeah, well, oh my god! Chad was like, "Yeah, I'm going home." Yeah. Did you guys have a guest on that one? No. Oh no, my no. god! Oh, that okay. episode. That episode never see the light of day. <laughs> I, I, I was like, "Yo." Chad's like, "Yo, we don't got nothing else tomorrow." Yeah. <laughs> Ellen, thank you once again, and for good measures. But uh, fellas, does anybody have any closing thoughts on our season finale? Nah, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, we gonna be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, as you know from the last time, and as and as classic, black boy, take it away, black boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good. One. <laughs> he did that from his balls. Yeah, that came. That definitely <laughs> straight from my trunks. <laughs> he came in the trunk. My trunk. <laughs> straight from the <laughs> double entendre. Don't my ask trust. me how. We are the Ether Podcast. This has been season three. Mm. And you know what? Yeah, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. We all gonna ain't come back. Shit. You ain't seen yeah. shit. <laughs> you were supposed to see shit. But you were supposed to see some shit, but you ain't seen some shit. ES4, we got some shit coming for y'all. We got some shit coming for y'all. So, with that being said, we are out, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. See y'all uh, 2022. <laughs> <laughs> That's a likely goal. <laughs>